Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Cliff, what's up? It's Brian. I know, Cliff, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. A good Friday to you and yours. Welcome into Pirate Radio Live here on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 125930 online, PR927FM.com. And be a part of our show today on Facebook and YouTube. We are live on this Friday. Want to hear from the chat gang? Want to let you know what you got going on this weekend? And uh, big sports weekend, great basketball Saturday on tap. We will talk about that. I was uh, asked a question to Mike Schwartz uh, not that long ago, an hour or so ago. We'll get his comments as the Pirates get ready to head on the road to take on Charlotte. Uh, They were about to head over there. We will, man, we got a lot of guests to get to. See if we can fit them all in. Uh, If you're a longtime Pirate Radio listener, old Live at Five, uh true and jonathan used to talk gambling back in the day with eddie king and uh since those days he's come on about once a year to talk super bowls so in about 10 minutes we'll get eddie king's thoughts on chiefs niners the total prop bets uh player props everything in between with eddie king so we'll talk some super bowl coming up in about 10 minutes brian north joins us later on in hour number one to get you ready for the big college basketball saturday tony dunn will join us we'll get his thoughts on dave canales's press conference and uh the panthers hire and what's going on right now in carolina also jake agnos former pirate great i got sources folks and i told jake as much I said, Jake, I heard from a source of a source of a source that you threw a great bullpen earlier this week. And he said, Clip, you're like Lord Varys. Varys. How did you say that guy's name? Y'all didn't watch Game of Thrones. Lord Varys, I think it was, from Game of Thrones. He said, I've got sources everywhere. So uh, we'll talk about Jake still trying to make it with the New York Yankees and uh, make it in pro baseball. He has had awful luck with injuries. But uh, looks like he's feeling good now. So we'll uh, catch up with the pirate great Jake Agnos. Also, we've got Morgan Aylers joining us. ECU softball gets underway next week. Shane Winkler will be on the show along with Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Show. So we have got a ton of guests to get to and a lot to talk about on this Friday. I'll say what's up to the chat gang. And we will get some... uh, we got just enough time to get some sound bites in from Steve. Uh, but Shirley Rhodes is here. A Harp is here. Alex Harper. Chan is to my left. Hey, Chan. Hey, Clipper. Happy Friday, buddy. Happy Friday to you, Chandler. Oh, goodness me. Oh, my. CL says Clipper. Clipper. Eric. Eric says nothing like a good court storming. Am I right, Chan? You're right. Is that referencing something? Uh, maybe when we were talking about court stormings. 
him bringing up court stormings would be us talking about court storming. Yeah. Okay. All right. It was Good with, call. It was with Coach Mack a couple of weeks ago. If it I know, but is that the is he referencing something from two Tuesdays ago? I don't, I don't know. Not sure what's going on. Not sure. Yeah, what's not going sure on. what's going on with the Eric. Uh, Chad says he's black. That is a West Hines. We get, <laughs> we get that by itself. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, Chad has really, he's said that three times the last two days. Uh, there's three of them. He's right. Wes Hines trying to describe Kofi Kingston, saying he was a Cuban guy. Uh, Steve says HFMFs, HF to you. Chad says good afternoon. What? Um, Steve said segment one needs to be coverage of the Chon versus Clip basketball game. Uh, that will be played next Wednesday at 11 o'clock. What are you, what are you so upset about? You'll, you'll get to the comment, man, that's awful news oh yeah Chubbs is dead yeah uh if you look at twitter let me see if it's still the same uh it's changed a little bit but the four trending topics were r.i.p legend carl weathers happy gilmore uh apollo creed he's probably best known for um i love my favorite carl weathers roles was chubbs and happy gilmore chubbs. and his role in arrested development was absolutely hilarious so i like his comedic roles but correct me if hips. i'm wrong but did it's he also not play the husband in 227 oh my god i used to watch that show with my grand with my grandma uh we may need to google that up but i think he was the husband in 227 was 227 jack a jack a <laughs> i used to love the way she said it she would come in hello Mary. i don't remember him being in that but i will look it up unless i have him confused with another actor you do and i see your confusion but his, that is hal williams okay okay never mind then yeah i thought he was in 227 oh man i remember that guy oh i remember all these people what a throwback 227 <laughs> that's hilarious all right um there were a couple things i want to hit oh let's get steve's uh clips real quick chat gang is hot today Man, we got so many guests to get to. We got a lot to do try to stay focused all right real quick shirley you ready clipper go gator go gator swinging dingers swinging it dingers. was in the man section it was in the man section got a little taco meat on my chest i got a little taco meat on my chest i want me some glory hole i want me some glory hole <sighs> all right, all right. My guy? My guy. All right. Thank you. He needs to switch it up some some days. Test Shirley. Tyler said, wasn't Varys a eunuch? Yes. And uh, I discussed that with Jake. But thank you for bringing that up, Tyler. Uh, Jamie said he was not the husband in 227. There you go. You called it, Jamie. You are not the husband. Uh, Perry. <laughs> Get a job. <laughs> Perry says, happy Friday, everyone. PJ, two weeks away, baby, till we're out in the jungle. What's CL got going on? Got me a stew going in honor. Now, what is that? What is what is that? What is that? Got a stew going. A stew. Not sure what's going on. Carl Weathers, I guess. Is that a Carl Weathers? That is, it's from, okay, it's from Arrested Development. <laughs> I'm telling you, his sad, uh, pathetic character which I, he played himself, right? He was just like, I'm Carl Weathers. I need money. I'll do any acting role. And he was like, oh, it was so good. I need to go back and watch that show. It was so funny. Uh, Cass said from the Predator movie. There you go. All right. Um, 
Derek says, Happy Friday. Operation Takeover Halton is a go, 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 go. Got my four ticket tickets in 216. All right. Be loud. Be proud. Talk to, Let's uh, go, Derek. I saw intern Zach was uh, ready to make the trek over there. All right. Um, Steve says, Where's Jerry to talk about Dan Quinn? Well, I'm ready to give some thoughts on Dan Quinn. And anytime I. When you talk about Dan Quinn, can you turn your hat backwards? No. Anytime I have a question about something. I think what would George George what, what would George goodness me <laughs> what would George Carlin say about this politics religion anything going on in the world including the head football coach of my favorite team what because George Carlin talked about everything when he was on this earth and how should I feel about Dan Quinn let's ask uh, the late great George Carlin another abomination white guys over 10 years of age who wear their baseball hats backwards white guys let me tell you something you're never going to be as cool as black guys it's not going to happen you're white and you're lame It's a law of nature. Turning your hat around and learning a complicated handshake will not make you cool. Man, that made me feel so uncool. I hate the hire. It's a bad hire. Dan Quinn. You thought he was cool this whole time? Not cool. And he's not cool at all. Uh, honestly, although, uh, did you see this picture? Have you seen? Somebody had a picture of Dan Quinn today. I guess where is he? The Senior Bowl or wherever. Um, there he is. Oh my goodness gracious! Shrine Bowl. He is ready to go, and he's got the backwards hat on. I'm a big backwards hat guy. You're a big backwards hat adjustable hat guy. Yes, like Dan Quinn. Although he also goes fitted. He doesn't care. You give him a hat, cowboy hat, he'll turn it around backwards. Sombrero backwards. One of those hat with the uh, propeller, 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 propeller on top. Par, propeller, par, par. <laughs> He'll turn that around backwards. It doesn't matter, man. He's flipping that thing backwards. Flipping it around, sign. <clears throat> if I was Dan Quinn's buddy, as a gag, I would give him a hat without a bill or a yarmulke, and he'd be like, "Now what you gonna do? <laughs> How you gonna turn this around?" Cam Newton has one of those. A what? Uh, like a brimless hat. <laughs> As you would imagine. He would freak out. He'd be like Alex Harper trying to spell whole nailers. He wouldn't know what to do. Hey, Harp, had to throw Man, you astray. He had it just got strayed, son. You've been doing a good job. Um, I do want to bring up something, and it's not going to be a slide to Alex. It's basically I'm old and he's not. But he had some really funny questions for Shirley and I earlier uh, when we were off the air. Oh. We were talking about music and the Grammys. Um, <clears throat> I want to get Shirley involved in it, so I might save it. Okay. But she is uh, trying to get our guest on the phone, and I believe she did. All right, we will head out to the Pirate Radio Live line, get you ready for the Super Bowl, which you can hear right here on Pirate Radio next Sunday. If you're a longtime Pirate Radio listener, uh, old live at five days, you remember Troy and Jonathan talking to Eddie King, and now he joins us every year to preview the Super Bowl. Eddie, how you doing, man? 
Man, I'm doing good. Uh, it's, I'm glad. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. You got a rematch from a, a few Super Bowls ago, Eddie. You got the Chiefs and the Niners. And I want to talk game. I want to talk total, uh, player props, uh, any kind of in-game props, crazy props, whatever you got. But as far as the game goes, Eddie, what do you think about the matchup? It's tough to pick against the Chiefs. The Niners are a slight favorite in this game. Uh, what do you see as far as the game goes? Well, it's definitely going to be uh, a tough game. I don't really look back a couple of years because a lot of the guys that were there for both teams aren't there. You know, it's tough to go against Mahomes. The guys like magic, but, you know, I see the Niners minus two. They haven't played their best football in the playoffs. It's it's obvious, right? Um, you know, the Chiefs are playing at a, at a high level right now. I think it's going to come down. It's going to be a little more of a defensive battle than people think, but I have to like the Niners minus the current line of two, which I believe it's going to stay around there. You might see one and a half, but I don't think it's going to change much. Uh, if you're leaning one way or the other, Eddie, you going under the 47 and a half? You know, I'm looking at 27-24 final. Okay. It's, it's, you know, a three-point game. I don't, I don't really see it the under moving that much. It hasn't changed at all since the opening line uh, that came out sunday night uh so you know i'm looking at maybe 50 points 51 points you know 27 24 something like that uh eddie we'll we'll see when it all comes out full i love to look at first touchdown and and those types of things but as far as player props um and i don't know if you could find anything right now or, or if we're still waiting on those but who who do you think has a big game? Who who will be the focus of these offenses that maybe you could get involved in some player props? Well, I think you definitely have to look at, you know, Christian McCaffrey. You know, his props are tough. The total, you know, the receiving yards are in the 30s. You know, he could have one catch that goes for 30s. He hasn't hit his receiving props the last few games. Uh, one of the props that I was actually looking at, it, call me crazy, but Kyle Juszczyk, over three and a half yards receiving. And the reason why I say that is five out of his last six games, he has gone for 20-plus yards receiving. He won't catch the ball more than two or three times, but I like that prop for the over three and a half yards. I like the under five in the sacks also. All right, a couple of props to keep an eye on there. And Kyle Juszczyk, I believe, scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. These two teams uh, played in previously, and it's always good to be found wide open in this Kyle Shanahan offense for a catch or two. All right, Eddie, how about uh, you got any ridiculous props for us this year? Anything you're looking at as far as um, Anthem or Gatorade or whatever else? There's a million things you can bet on in the Super Bowl. Anything uh, really non-game related you're looking at right now? Yeah, there's, you know, I, the non-game-related stuff I look at as, you know, as just something to have fun with, right? Like, what color is the Gatorade going to be? You know, blue, orange, green, red, uh, something like that. Uh, you know, one of the props that I saw that I thought was kind of funny was over or under seven and, seven and a half Taylor Swift mentions mm. views. Um, you know, it all depends. If the Chiefs are winning, then you're going to see a lot of Taylor. If Chiefs aren't winning, you might not see as much of Taylor. But, you know, those are some of the ridiculous props. The length of the national anthem, 
you know, and again, it, it, to me, those kind of prop bets is basically you're just throwing money out there just to see what happens. I read uh, that the well, – is Reba, right? Is it Reba doing the national anthem? Or did I get that? Yeah, I believe so. I, and the, the line set was like the lowest amount of time – I don't know if it said ever or in the last 10, 20, 30 years, but they're expecting her to go pretty fast, Eddie. So uh, folks need to keep an eye on that. Well, you know, I don't. I think the, the line was under a minute 40 or a minute 53, hmm. something around there. Uh, you know, it really, you know, it depends. You can get someone up there that's going to take a couple of minutes. You know, I, I forget Chris Stapleton, I think, did last year's National yeah. Anthem, didn't he? I believe that's right, yeah. Over, you know, he was over a minute and a half, so... You know, th- those are always tough. So, you know, and again, if you look, if you have money you want to throw away and you're just looking to say, hey, let me have some fun, that's great. But, you know, they have all these apps out there now, unlike back in the day when I used to be on Live at 5 on Pirate Radio, is, you know, now you can bet all game long, right? You can right. bet in-game live action. You can bet spreads live in-game, player props in-game. The one player prop that I would really look at for in-game is Debo Samuel. Right now, he's 57.5 yards for his total yards. I would take the over on that. But I'd keep an eye on some of those in-game props. I mean, those are the, that's where you're really going to make money. And we're just missing out here. We uh, Chandler and I drive to Virginia to legally place our bets, Eddie, because we never gamble illegally. Uh, but we will be able to legally do it on our uh, mobile devices coming up in march uh right before the conference tournament so uh we'll be able to do all that fun stuff uh in the comfort of our own home so that's exciting yeah well you know they just uh you know i live in florida now and uh i won't tell you where now it doesn't really matter i live in florida now and they finally had live you know gambling or legal gambling on on your app here with the hard rock bets and i i always get a kick out of the commercials you know they have this nice songsy musical type of tune and a bunch of people dancing and at the end they say gambling problem dial 1-800 oh yeah <laughs> you know so you know those those kind of cracked me up but before we do go i just want to give if you don't mind i want to give a quick shout out my son bet he lives in charlotte he actually bet the chiefs at the beginning of the season to win it all and he's got it at five to one nice. but i'm afraid that luck might be on on his side because you know, my first grandson was born last Wednesday, so you know I'm I'm, I'm afraid I'm going against Mahomes, my son, and my grandson. <laughs> <laughs> Have you given him any uh, fatherly hedge advice on that, or what do you do? What's he going to just roll with it, Eddie? Well, you know, I don't think he's ever listened to me before. So <laughs> I don't think he's going to start now. Good point. You know, I told him to hedge, and you know what he told me. He said, only gardeners hedge. Ooh, no, I like that. Nice. I like that. Uh, Eddie, great stuff. Uh, congratulations on the new member of your family. And uh, I guess one king will be right, either you with the Niners or your boy with the Chiefs. So uh, you'll have one winner there. Yeah, well, I, I would have to go with the age on this one. I, I'm going <laughs> to go with the Niners. All right. You know, I really don't want to go against Mahomes, but I, I just think that this is San Francisco's year to win it. Um you know, two points isn't a lot of points. And for some reason, you know, Brock Purdy, everyone is so down. Not everyone, but a lot of people are down on him. He's a game manager. He's, you know, it's a system. It doesn't really matter. The guy was the last pick in the draft. Uh, he's got a chance to do something never done before. He Look, he came back, great drive against Green Bay. 
he didn't play poorly. He had a great second half. I think it was the best second half ever in a, in a championship game, um, you know, against the Lions. And I, I just think the Niners win this game. Eddie, uh, great to hear from you, man. Uh, good luck uh, with everything you are putting down on the Super Bowl. And uh, we'll keep in touch and talk to you again down the road, man. You guys got it, man. And uh, have fun and good luck with the online gaming during the tournament. Yes, sir. There is. Eddie King, great to hear from him. Gets me fired up for the Super Bowl each and every year. Uh, I want to take a look at Brock Purdy's rushing numbers. Is it kind of square to be talking about that now after he has a big rushing day? But he'll, he's he's like one scramble away from probably hitting his over. And, man, he looked really good running the ball last week. Hey, and here's a nugget from Jamie that he got from Wager McGee. He says, I saw Wager McGee post that the last 30 Super Bowls have been won by the team that has to travel furthest west. Well, that's a hell of a stat. That would mean, mean the Chiefs win. Yeah, it's in, in instances where – wait, say that again? Because I saw that stat, but what is what – uh, The last 30 Super Bowls have been won by the team that has to travel furthest west. I don't know if that's the, the stats exact to consider. Stat. It was like in the last thirty years, every time the Super Bowl has been played in between the two teams, one team traveling east, one team traveling west, the team traveling west is one. So it's not like every one of the last thirty. It's uh, there's eight examples of it. Most recently with New England twice over Seattle and L.A. So this would mean Kansas City would win. But I mean, you're basically right, but it hadn't happened like every time in the last 30 years. But it's uh, another factor pointing at the Chiefs, I guess, to win this game. Uh, we need to take a break. Tyler said, what if the equipment managers got together and had one color Gatorade and go all in on it? Wait a minute, Tyler. Are you saying gambling and things can be fixed yeah happens all the time all man. the time brother every game you see it's happened for a long time shout out to my my grandfather who's passed away seemed like when uh, the team he was rooting for lost he would say the game was fixed <laughs> so, game was rigged son <laughs> uh, all these sporting events we see are fixed We're, what happened Wednesday night in Minji's yeah fixed and we know the results going into it, but I, we try to pretend like we aren't. Like, if I stood up here, first of all, if I stood up here, that'd be something. I'd be like Pat McAfee. But if I sat here and just told you everything was going to happen in sports, it would be kind of boring, right? Sometimes I have to be wrong on purpose to kind of put up the guys that I don't know what's going on. It's kind of like if you're cheating on a test. Right. You, you don't, don't get everyone you don't right. Get the, you got to choose like at least maybe three or four to get wrong. Two or three. Tyler said break management. Shut up, Tyler. Shut up, man. Back with you after this. What's going on? And I say You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself 
when you can be a pirate. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. Uh, corner rather. For, your, uh, for more information, please visit ncparks.gov. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Grimes and Bigfoot said the 49ers can never travel west to play in a Super Bowl. It's a stat, guy. You're not really getting hung up on this stat. It's a meaning. It's like a a stat to consider. In the last 30 years, every time the Super Bowl has been played in between the two teams, one traveling east, one traveling west, the team traveling west has won. That's all the stat. It's a meaningless stat. If you don't, whatever. Don't get hung up on it. If you like the Chiefs, that helps you. The stats to consider. If you like the Niners, that stat really doesn't make a hill of beans, as they say. You ever had a hill of beans, Chandler? Um, no. Yeah. Uh, Before the show today, this got started because Shirley mentioned that Tracy Chapman would be performing Fast Car with whoever sings it now. You got a fast car. Who is it? Luke Combs. Luke Combs. By the way, isn't it kind of lame just to play somebody else's song? It's lame. What's more lame is Luke Combs won a... Didn't he win a Grammy for that? All right, let's not start bashing Luke Combs now. What's even more lame he... is you wearing your hat backwards. Oh, I did it on purpose. <laughs> I know. Way to play along, A-Hart. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and... Maybe it's not lame, but it's kind of like... What's another example? I mean, covering a song is one thing if you do it in a way that is unique. I guess For example, I, like, Dolly Parton's got, like, her Rockstar album is a bunch of cover songs. But she always did. She also did I Will Always Love You, and then Whitney Houston did it. Correct. And I thought that was her song. And That's lame. That I was did. not lame. It's well, lame. Nothing, so lame, Dolly. I guess if, what's lame or what I don't like is, like, people think it's luke combs song but it's not but there's nothing well, if you think if you think about nothing compares to you sinead o'connor a lot of people she think she made it she made it very popular, popular but say. that is not a song that was not her song that was prince's song yeah i don't think these people are trying to be lame's like the wrong word i know i'm lame it's lame for me to get up here and say that that's lame these artists well, are not i don't think that's the you're right no they're not they're, they're not, not acting like it's their song this is our, this is now that song. would be pretty funny if they did and that, and would, like, and that would be lame and they acted like they didn't know it was a previous song they're like oh my what? god what this a cool song how do we have the same words in the same exact way that's weird they would just be stupid at that point i didn't know that and lame lame i was just gonna say <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb lame discussion i know i was just gonna say if you're gonna cover a song if you have a unique arrangement to that song yeah. and it sounds good i'm okay with it but the problem I have with Luke Combs' song is it sounds very, very close yeah. to the original, and that's where it rubs me the wrong way. Um. Anyway, I feel Shirley, so lame right now. Charlie said that they were performing, which then Alex went on one of those classic Alex Harper rants. Dude's always ranting and raving around here, losing his mind. It was cherries yesterday. <laughs> it was. Cher- oh, that's right. Today it was, it was Grammy nominations. <laughs> Grammy Dude, snubs. Grammy, Grammy snubs. snubs. Alex, uh, what do you boycott the Grammys? Because you don't. I watch- refuse to watch the Grammys because they never ever get it right. Are you? So are you like a Kanye West? 
No. I, hey, did, look, Taylor Swift, but this belongs to, was it Beyonce? Alex did. We did talk about Kanye West, too, actually. Um, but Alex was giving examples of, of certain instances where people got snubbed. And anyway, it, it caused him to Google, I guess, biggest snubs in the Grammys. And then he turned, he says to Shirley, do you know DJ Jazzy Jeff? This is not an insult to Alex. This is, Alex is young and we're old. That's Bro, all this who is. Who is that? Yeah. yeah. He's not a real person. <laughs> but you've seen this guy because you said you've seen Fresh Prince and his friend in the show Jazz is DJ Jazzy Jeff. And then later... He goes... Oh, no. He says... Have you ever heard of the band rem (laughs) (laughs) talking about rem again alex is young we're We're old old. like it's not a slight against you alex but it's just funny hearing you call rem rem and you not knowing dj jazzy jeff that's all and and i will say (laughs) that's i will say for him because you know he is not a professional i like you know someone that works in the music business someone who's on air for example like a dj like a radio you know announcer or whatever and i was giving him the example of the one time that i heard a radio announcer said here's the next song sweet sensation it's not sweet sensation it's new new sensation thank you i sweet sensation is a band um new sensation by inks and I nearly drove off the road because bum, 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 bum. it's in excess, mm. not inks. Does it go like new I, sensation? Yeah. New sensation. But it's I-N-X-S, well and he pronounced it inks. And I nearly drove off the road because your job is to know these bands and know how to pronounce them. Any so of you, uh, I found it defensive for a hot second yeah. just because I know who R.E.M. is. I'm a fan. And for Alex to call him Rem, just Rem nearly but shot Alex me out of my chair. It's not a DJ, and he's not young. Correct. I mean, also, is young. It's not, not like these people were humongous stars. Let's be honest. All right, no, they're, they were no. like they were on the level right. of right. Michael Easy. Jackson. Easy, buddy. Okay. It, he's on a different and Vanilla planet. Ice. Yeah. Vanilla Ice. No. <laughs> Vanilla no, Ice. The thing is, though, you were like, "Wow, Nirvana didn't win because REM won." REM was a huge band. They, yes, they really in the nineties, they were massive. Let's see, do let's find a song by REM you would know. Do you know "Everybody Hurts"? Everybody hurts. Oh yeah, yeah. REM. It's the that. end of the world. It's, it's the, the end, end of the world. I do know that one. As, As we, we know, know it. it, that song was in Chicken Little. There you go. R.E.M. Great movie. Do you What's know? the frequency, Kenneth? If did in the eve, they put the a man, man on the moon. Man, man on, on the, the moon. moon. Um, um, uh, they're shiny, happy people. The one that they did with the collaboration with the B fifty two. Losing my religion. Losing my religion. That ja- was a great album. Jamie said, "Do kids in college usually watch the Grammys?" I'll say this: the only time I ever watched award shows in my life was as a kid yeah. and teen. I've watched like the MTV Music Awards yeah. and all AMAs. that. AMAs. As an I adult, watch those, I no. do not watch mm-hmm. any award shows. Nope. I used to watch the ESPYs. I'll I'll oh, catch yeah. <laughs> I'll catch the highlights, like on YouTube. Like the next day, I'll go back and kind of catch the highlights. But to sit through an entire show, like in real time, I can't do it. Yeah. Anyway, this has been. What are we calling this? We're old fart music people. Yeah. Old fart. Old this farts. has been get off my lawn yes where every day we tell alex to get off our lawn 
You, you backwards hat kid. Get that sponsored by a landscaping company. <laughs> Get off my lawn. If only I had a sales guy. I think I know one. Hey, man. Go get it done. In yeah. fact, go now and get it done by the end of the show. Uh, we got to get to North. I'll save that for uh, the final segment. How, uh, how long do you think I'm going to talk to Brian North for? I think you should only talk to him. Let's see what time we got. It was uh, 20 probably, minutes Yeah, long. you only probably need to, t- to talk to him for about 13, 14 minutes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so what do you want to do the rest of this segment? Um, I do want to say your um, clean shaved. Yeah, yeah. The, the the shave looks good. Your bumps getting better, dude. That's a compliment. Your bumps getting better. We're on the radio. People, most people are not seeing us right now. Whether we're on the radio or on Uranus, don't talk about what's on people's faces. How many times do I? Have to I say know that? you. We're good friends, and I love you. And I wanted to point out that you had a bump the other day, and it's getting better. I'm just giving you good news. Thanks. And I also gave you a compliment on your new look. How's the bump on your ass doing? <laughs> yeah, I one. How's it doing? Not good. I think it's at its peak right now. <laughs> What's it's it gonna, two little butt cheeks. Is it going to explode? No, it's actually... It's. It, I feel it. By the way, I went and talked to... Uh, Mike Schwartz did his little media thing today for the first time this year because Jenny was like, hey, you want to go with me? And I was like, well, I got nothing going on. Let's do it. And I was looking for the two little butt cheeks trophy from the Birmingham Bowl. Oh, is it not on display? Did you win that bowl game? I did. It is, uh, Name Redacted told me he thinks it's in Mike Houston's office. I can tell you where it is. Or is it in the players' lounge? Because that's what the last time I saw it was in the players' lounge. It was in the players' lounge uh, when we had recruits, but now it is in the coaches' offices. Okay, upstairs. Because yeah. I okay. saw the Liberty Bowl trophy, I saw the GalleryFurniture.com trophy, I saw the awesome uh, Pineapple Hawaii mm-hmm. Bowl trophy. Oh yeah, but I could not find the Birmingham Bowl two butt cheeks trophy. The Birmingham Butt Bowl. They just haven't built the case for it yet. And you need oh, a that the case? Big, and you need a big one for that bad a, boy, because that that trophy's got a listen, little junk in his trunk. As as heavy Whoa. as heavy as you think that trophy is, it's even heavier. How and heavy? Apple bottom jeans. Uh, How heavy do you think I think it is? I don't know. <laughs> it was pretty heavy though. Chandler, that was a good one. Um, a little Georgia peach. Russ, you're a, you're just a terrible human being. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Russ. And take a break. Mm, 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 mm. Russ, you make me want to cuss. Let's take a break. We'll come back and talk to Brian North. We don't have time to dilly-dally today, guys. I don't know why y'all keep dilly-dallying. No dillying or dallying will be going on on this show today. By the way, we doing a Fleet Feet rundown today. Uh, We should because we're supposed to do it every day. Yeah, of course we are. Okay, because I would like to talk about... Shout out to the women. Yep. I mentioned it before. How about you. those freaking pirates? Katrina was on fire last Katrina night. Katrina Gordon. Four, three. You know what else we got Big today? Big win for the women. You know what else we got today? We got Free Beer Friday. Yes, we do. It's back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Free Beer Friday. Free Beer Friday. Hour three. We're giving away Burr and uh, Lunch for Two to Tiebreakers. Sweet. It can be yours. 
you got over there, cowboy? Oh, I got some. Uh, Shirley, speaking of the Fleet Feet Rundown, when we get to it, we got some events coming up. And some regular events that happen every week that we'll let you know about. And the there's Fleet more than rundown. four words on his piece of paper. It's a lot more words now. And I kind of wish Mark would have made it bigger so it filled up. But are you happy with this one? Yeah, Chandler. That's an actual document. Like That's an actual printout. Not four words and four numbers. In the corner of the paper. Luke says, good energy up in here. Chat Gang's bringing it today. There Thank you, are. Chat Gang. Chat Back gang. with you on a Friday after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you know there's thousands of special needs children and adults right here in our community that love ECU athletics as much as you do? Robbie's Clubhouse is a local nonprofit organization that can turn your unused ECU tickets into a fun day for a family with special needs. If you can't make it to the next pirate game, simply call 1-800-DIAL-ECU and donate and designate your tickets for Robbie's Clubhouse. If you know of a family that needs tickets to a game, call Robbie's Clubhouse at 252-916-9117. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. That was for you, Jamie. John Stark saying, did this Did this dude just did this? Did this dude just did this? Talking about Reggie Miller. Reggie! Hitting two straight threes to uh, shock the Madison Square Garden crowd back in the day. Tyler says Chat Gang should be a part of PRL Survivor. It's not a bad idea to have a Chat Gang tribe since you guys uh, do so much each and every day to make us have fun here, help us have fun here on Pirate Radio Live. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Joining us, Brian North here on a Friday to get you ready for... (laughs) Oh, dear. Austin, we'll get to you later. Ah, uh, to get you ready for the sports weekend. North, how you doing on this Friday? Doing great. Enjoying the nice weather while we have it and uh, getting ready for, yeah, a lot of cool games this weekend. Man, I uh, had uh, Shane Winkler, got him coming up on the show, Brian, and, uh, you know, I wish we were playing some softball or some baseball today. They get underway uh, less than a week from now down in Charleston baseball, two weeks from now, and if uh, we could have this weather, it'd be nice, although... We've talked about it. We always know uh, once baseball season starts, the coldness hits again. Although, uh, I guess uh, the old groundhog said early spring this year, right? Uh, He did. And then our chief meteorologist or our morning meteorologist, Les Still, went on to bash Buxatawney Phils. Oh, my. His uh, report card is like crap and then pulled it up. But, you know, it's funny how we we can do this in the media. We focus in on that one F that he had in 1919 or the 2019 <laughs> uh but uh less failed to mention the a plus and the a and the b that he had surrounding those years so exactly it's the negative stat like we do in the media uh but uh you know Phil's as good as uh, our meteorologist as far as i'm concerned and don't 
tell my guy that because he gets mad when you say that. Yeah, I, I, I like that. There's a rivalry between you two over an animal. That's uh, that's good. And I like animals more than humans, so I'm going with yeah. Phil on this one. Let's go. Uh, let's go early spring. Great uh, Saturday of hoops on tap, Brian. So. Here uh, locally, locally, you, you got East Carolina and Charlotte. Charlotte, really good uh, in conference play. They're expecting a potential sellout there, so going to be a good atmosphere in Charlotte. Uh, here in the state and across the, the nation, uh, people will be focused on North Carolina Duke. I, I mean, game of the day to me looks like Houston, are they ready for primetime at Kansas? And you also got Kentucky, Tennessee, amongst everything else going on. So for folks that are missing out on their – their football this weekend. It's almost like the schedule maker said, hey, here's a little treat for you, uh, you football fans. Come watch some hoops on a Saturday. For people like me, this is when the basketball season actually begins. Yeah. So this is when I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, uh, pretty cool stuff. Um, can you help me out here? When did Charlotte get good? Last time I looked up, the 49ers were horrible, and um, now all of a sudden I see they're tied for first place. Uh, yeah, when their uh, their coach left to join his previous job as an assistant coach, I don't. It, it is uh, it is kind of crazy, Brian. The the quick rise. Although, look, we saw South Florida in here. I was asking the question the other night. When did South Florida get good? They bring in Amir Abdurrahim from Kennesaw State. He brings in a bunch of transfers, and there's different ways to do it, Brian. Uh, here this day and age, and he's doing it with transfers. I think Charlotte's doing it the same way. Yeah. And uh, it, it is interesting how quickly they build. And then ECU, just it's like the same old battle every year, just trying to get over the hump. Yeah, um, yeah, I, it, it's interesting. And you're right with South Florida. But also what helps is Houston and Cincinnati left the conference as well. So these teams get a little bit better and you get to notice them a little bit more instead of being overshadowed by what used to be the heavyweights of the conference. But now it's some other teams that you didn't maybe recognize as name brand schools in basketball are playing a little bit better. But Look, it's it's good to see it's good for the conference, and if ECU can go on the road where they actually haven't been bad, uh, especially considering their past history of being on the road, that would be a real big feather in their cap if they can go into Charlotte and knock off the 49ers. Brian, uh, any coincidence that North Carolina lost uh, to lowly Georgia Tech with Duke uh, coming up? I mean, is there... Can you look that far ahead in college basketball, or is it just one of those things where all streaks come to an end? No, Georgia Tech's giant killers, right? They already knocked off Duke once, and they knocked off North Carolina. So, not Brian, do you know the last two ACC coaches to beat Duke and Carolina in the same season in their debut years? I'll give you a hint. Uh, they both coached at the same school, and one of them is active. Wow, how about that? It is Kevin Keats and Sidney Lowe from NC State. Wow. <laughs> Saw that stat this week. Yeah, and, and they'll both get fired uh, because they don't do it every year. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, that's, that's interesting. Look, I think Georgia Tech is a tough place to play. I think North Carolina been playing so well, they were bound to lose. And the script writer said, you know, we, we need to make this uh, Duke-UNC game uh, for first place instead of having the <laughs> game cushion going into it. So it certainly did uh, tighten up the storyline and, and makes for a little bit better theater. Not that it's already not great theater, but it's one more level to it to get an attraction on a day when it's going to have a lot of competing games going on. Yeah, and I think it's because I'm not into it as much. I don't know. Everything Everything feels like it was better back in the day, right, Brian? And But, like, I don't know. I, I don't see the the fanfare for Duke UNC like I used to, but then again, I'm not. I don't care about the teams like I did growing up, so maybe it's me. Right. I don't know. And the funny thing is, is that you actually have – 
uh, names that you kind of know on these two teams if you follow them. I mean, yeah, that's they true. been there, what, six, like 16 years, and R.J. Davis has been there a long time. So Carolina has their guys, even though they have the mix of transfers. And Kyle Filipowski. Filipowski, and, uh, yeah. And, and Roach are back for Duke, which is rare for Duke to have any kind of star power return for a second year. So uh, that kind of makes it a little bit better, and two big men going at it, and two really good point guards going at it. And so it's going to, yeah, you know, it, it's got a little more pizzazz to me this year than maybe it's been in some of these one-and-done years where yeah. I, I don't know the players coming in. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, speaking of uh, Duke, did you see uh, Chris Collins' ejection the other night, Brian? No, I missed Oh, it. man, it was an all-timer. You got to uh, <laughs> type it into to X or whatever. Just type in his name or go find it somewhere. He uh, So Purdue shot, I want to say it was like 46 to 9 free throws, I think it was, something like that, and uh, to Northwestern, and, and Collins got tossed at the end of overtime, and he he's going after the ref. He uh, he then gives a nice handshake to Matt Painter. He gives a bro hug to Zach Eady, who shot like twenty seven free throws. And then he pumps up the Purdue crowd as he's walking off the court. Like it was a it was a great ejection. You need to check it out. Yeah, I, I definitely will. I, I forgot he was even there at the other SAT school. So that's and he's made him relevant. Like they you know never went to the tournament, never were heard from, and uh, he's actually got a good program going there at Northwestern. Yeah. Of course, they got some roots in, in the Chicago area, too, with his dad. There was a good coach up there for the Bulls for, for years. So, uh, very interesting. I'll, I'll have to not only look at that, but I'll have to see how he's doing with Northwestern because I didn't realize uh, uh, how well he was doing there. Brian North joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line, a week off uh, from the NFL. Got that week between uh, the championship games and the Super Bowl. Uh, Brian, just an absolute meltdown uh, by the Detroit Lions. Their magical season comes to an end. And then old Patrick Mahomes uh, can get it done on the road. 2-0 and in road playoff games career. 2-0 and in road playoff games this season. So there's your matchup, Niners and Chiefs. Any uh, early thoughts on it? No, nah, I mean, Niners look good on paper, but every time we keep – I keep writing the Chiefs off every yeah. week. They, they don't have the receivers and they don't have the running backs. And then Mahomes finds a way to get it done. I, I blame Baltimore more for their loss than I do the Chiefs for getting the win uh, in this last game. But, look, what, what matters at the end is the final score and, and Patrick Mahomes continuing to cement his legacy despite not having – this is more Tom Brady-esque what he's doing because he doesn't have the – the stud talent around him besides Travis Kelsey, which, oh, by the way, he is pretty good. And Tom Brady used to love his tight ends, especially later in his career. So uh, that was impressive. But on paper, it just like looks like the 49ers are so much better. But I've said that the last two weeks with who the Chiefs have played. So uh, I'm over on that one. So if I pick the Niners, put your money, your house money on the Chiefs. Brian, you surprised uh, the coaching carousel comes to a stop with uh, Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel still being available? Yeah. Yeah, the Vrabel one really yeah. uh, gets me. But that tells me that he just didn't like any of the fits or uh, of the jobs that maybe they called him. So, Because um, he, he's a guy who's kind of can, can write his own ticket a little bit more and make his own demands of what he wants. We saw that with Jim Harbaugh. I mean, he told the, the uh, Chargers, if you want me, you got to give me all these things. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of coaches would like, and I think Mike Vrabel's in a position to do that, and he probably just didn't find the right fit. Bill Belichick, I'm not as surprised, and I can see a year off, a team that's almost ready to win, who just needs that edge of his experience, signing him on <coughs> Dallas and uh, in, in the future. So, um, not as surprised, because he's another one who wants all these demands, and the problem with getting Bill Belichick the coach is he wants to bring along Bill Belichick, the general manager, right. not a Hall of Famer. So um, 
the, it, it, and I think this may soften him up a little bit too. And if there's a midseason or a change or something that he can go in and just kind of put his expertise to, I can see that happening in the future. But not a surprise with him. More surprised that your commanders went with a defensive guy instead of an offensive guy uh, with their new head coach. Yeah, I don't know the full story if they struck out with Ben Johnson and, and maybe even Slowick from uh, Houston, but uh, it is an underwhelming hire. We'll see what he does uh, as far as an offensive coordinator goes. And then uh, with that number two pick in the draft, uh, what do they do? Do they ride with yeah. Sam Howell and get help uh, elsewhere? Or do they pick a quarterback? So Dan Quinn, it's it's very, very underwhelming. Um, I jokingly say, hey, man, he coached in a Super Bowl. And then the follow-up question should be, what happened in that Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was only the biggest disaster of all time in Super Bowl history. Um, yeah, I like Dan Quinn, but it, I'm, I'm very underwhelmed, like I am everything Washington does. Yeah, I just I think teams, if you have a really good quarterback, hiring a defensive coach is great. But when you don't have an established quarterback and everything defensive guys work out, because you, unless you get a great O.C., and I think they do end up taking a quarterback because, you know, I, I like Sam, but if you can get someone better, I, I think you have to because yeah. that is still the, the, the best, um, uh, most important position on the field. And then uh, you got to try and stock around him. And don't they have a ton of cap uh, yeah. space? Yeah. Too, so they can- well, that was the whole talk, Brian. Like, it's hard for me to see it with the despair I've lived. But everybody was like, hey, man, this Washington, this is a great opportunity. This is a, a bright future. And you would think you'd be able to to get a, a a big name in there or whatever, but landed on Quinn. Especially with yeah, especially with the new ownership yeah. that they have, and uh, Daniel Snyder not there, you'd think it would be a a very attractive job. So that, that was an interesting an interesting hire to me, just because I thought they would go opposite from Ron Rivera and go with an offensive guy. You know, the last Dallas coordinator Washington uh, hired to be their head coach, Brian. Mm-mm. It has happened in my football watching life. It was Norv Turner. Turner. Back in the 90s, it was the Cowboys offensive coordinator. I texted my dad last night and said, how old were you in 1994? Uh, he was 39 and I was in 6th grade. Now I'm 42 and my daughter's in 9th uh, grade. We got another Cowboys coordinator and in that time span, Brian, I've seen two playoff wins and yeah. two 10 win seasons. Nothing above that. <laughs> and that, that was a knock on Norv, right? Good regular season coach, smart offensive mind, couldn't do anything in the playoffs. It was uh, with the Chargers, especially. Yeah, could not uh, could not get him over the hump with Washington. He was just a classic seven and nine, eight and eight yeah, kind of guy. Five hundred guy, that's right. Yep, uh, Brian North joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. North, uh, what you got on the docket for the weekend? I'm pulling stumps right now. I'm, uh... <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. Pulling stumps today. Uh, yeah, a little construction work, and then uh, hopefully watch some basketball this weekend and get ready for the big weekend next weekend, because you know what that is, right? Is it Daytona? Um, no, but there is a race this weekend, right? They, this people, weekend, they got the clash thing that Mac McCarthy hates. And then it's a couple weeks before the 500, and then uh, next weekend is the big five-year-old birthday party for Tinsley Reeves North. Oh, boy. I believe the Super Bowl is trying to interrupt our fun. So. <laughs> Are you even going to be able to join us next Friday? Because uh, the festivities yeah. will probably get kicked off like Tuesday. I mean, that's a lot of a lot of work goes in there, right? So somebody asked me, some freaking millennial at work goes, "Are you starting her birthday month?" I said, <laughs> "There will be no birthday month in my household. <laughs> it's called a birthday. Day. It's going to be a birthday, and that's all it's going to be." 
Well, uh, hopefully we can talk to you next Friday, Brian, but I wish you luck on that uh, that venture coming up for you. Thanks for joining us today, man. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Stumpfest will continue. See you, Clipper. Stumpfest coming to a town near you. Brian North joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. When we return, Tony Dunn will join us. Did Dave Canales win the press conference? We'll uh, talk a little Panthers football with Tony. Look around. NFL news and notes. Also, hour two, Jake Agnos, former Pirate Great, will join us as well. More to go Pirate Radio Live on a free beer Friday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. You can stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken, the half club sandwich with chips, or everyone's favorite, the fried shrimp plate. After work, down on Main Street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio. Join down on Main every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Down on Main Street, on Main Street, in historic downtown Washington. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Shout out to uh, Ash on Twitter. Ashley X Cash. Uh, doing play-by-play updates on the scrimmage going on. We got a Ryan McChrystal RBI double. Uh, gold up 6-2 to two on purple. Sweet. She also put, uh, posted some pictures of Parker Bird at the plate. Sounds like it's a uh, more of an offensive day than a pitching day. I'm going to try to get over there with old Buh tomorrow. And me. But Buh. But more so with Buh. 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 Mike Mullis and Chon. Hey, Buh. Uh, I'll try to get over there and watch some uh, baseball. All right. We're going to head out to the Pirate Radio Live line in a moment. Austin's in the chat. You know what that means. Uh-oh. We got Tony Dunn. Shirley, listen to this. Uh, you sure you want Shirley to listen to this? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Austin says, <laughs> Grandma Shirley getting mad at the young interns not knowing old music is funny. Sorry we weren't all born during the Great Depression. Go to hell! <laughs> Get a job! <laughs> Let's face it, I'm older and I have better insurance than you, Austin. <laughs> Hit him with the better insurance. The old insurance bomb. The insurance card. <laughs> Jack Dover in the house says, good afternoon, fellows. Good afternoon to you, Jack. And good afternoon to Tony Dunn, C3 Podcast. Joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line on a Friday. Tony, how you doing, man? Hey, fellas. Uh, winning the day, as Dave Canales would say. Winning the day, as Jonathan Ellerby would say. Now we hear that a lot around here. Tony, uh... Did Dave Canales win the press conference? Uh, yeah, man, I think so. Chandler said he did not. Uh, he didn't go Adam Gase and start looking at ghosts, and he didn't go Nick Sirianni and talk about processes. So uh, that's a good start. So he said, uh, so far, so good with Canales. But then why did he say he didn't win it then? 
He said he did. I said he did win it because he didn't act like those two. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, is uh, I think if there's only <laughs> the only negative for Dave Canales right now is that he's too happy and too beautiful. Now that'll all change. He'll be like grizzled with gray hair and a beard by next uh <laughs> Just October. like Frank Reich. Yeah. Gosh. Hey Tony, it was a joint press conference. So how did Dan Morgan do? Did he win his press conference? Yeah, I think so. It's like I mean, first is Dan Morgan has got this like kind of uh C T E demeanor to him. Uh, that is, you know, it's like you don't know I mean, if it's just he's slow speaking or what it is. But, uh, yeah, man, he's like he, he says a lot of things. I think that Panther fans really resonate with Panther fans. It's like he won, you know, the Carolina Panthers mean a lot to him um, because, you know, he's on that 0-3 team. He holds the record for tackles in the Super Bowl in that game. They were really close. You know, fell short in the second time. You know, that was the first of two times the Panthers have made it there and felt were close and fell short. Um, and he played with some really great players, man. And he played in a time where the Panthers were tough, man. And uh, so he said some cool things. Like he said, you know, uh, we got to do what Jay Stu says and let's get some dogs yeah. on this team. We've got to – I mean, my favorite part was I want guys that want to punish the opponent. <laughs> like, so he, you know, I mean, he's a line. I mean, just look at him. I mean, like, he's still kind of got that crazy eyed linebacker look to him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's excited. I think, uh, you know, I think it's a good match. I think we, I think we did about the best we could hope for, to be honest, as the Carolina Panthers is, you know, I mean, there's still a lot of questions in the future about how far these guys can take us. Um, but, you know, we could be like Clips team right now and have hired a uh, biker. One, of my, one guy said was biker Ron Rivera. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I guess if you're having the block party in the, the nice neighborhood, Ron Rivera's bringing the wine and Dan Quinn's bringing the case of beer, maybe. like it's, yeah, He's like bringing the natural light. Yeah, and Natty guy. Uh, uh, yeah, I asked Chandler yesterday, would you rather have Dave Canales or Dan Quinn? And he said Canales. And I think I would too. But I, I mean, I think Dan Quinn's like a. He's got a lower ceiling and a much higher floor. Whereas Canales may have a higher ceiling, but I think the floor is uh, is lower for Canales, if that makes sense. I, mean, I think that's fair. I think it's no. kind of, for us, Clip is, I mean, we're kind of walk, we're cut from the same cloth as fans right now, and that is, um, you know, you've hurt me too many, you know, you've yeah. hurt me so much, I can't love anymore. Um, so, we're, you know, there's reservation for the Carolina Panthers, but look, you like a guy who is, uh, I mean, he's super positive, you know, I mean, there's a super positivity to him that is is from that Pete Carroll vein, you know, where it's like they're always upbeat, they're always happy, and they're real players, player-oriented. And I think, look, if you heard or if you kind of saw what some of the Carolina Panther play or former players were saying, they had a lot of positive things to say about Canales from yesterday yeah, because he is player-focused. Like, he is like, this is about those guys, and our job is to do anything and everything to to get the most out of them and to support them in that process. And um, so I think that resonates with players. And I think, 
if anything, you know, I kind of get one of those people. I said this with uh, with Bryce Young is like this positivity, this like uh, level headedness. Is it going to get old after you go one and nine or something like that? But I think the thing is, is that it doesn't seem fraudulent with these guys. It does seem like it's really, truly part of their character or their, um, you know, just the outlook. And so it's not a fake, like, hey, we're going to, everything's going to be great. I think these guys truly have that type of optimistic outlook. And I tell you one thing is that we could use it. Tony, not only do the Panthers get have to get back to winning and having winning football in Charlotte, but I feel like we have to get back to having a strong culture and having a, a GM that played on this, that played for this franchise, and seeing the conversations that you know former players had yesterday with Canales, and you had Rucker there, you had Moose there that played with Dan Morgan. Does that make you feel better and, and more optimistic about where we're going with trying to get the culture back on track? Well, it seems like damn more. Yeah, I, 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 I do know that. I, yes, it does. Because uh, one is, and maybe that's just, uh, you know, I'm not saying that you don't. You have to be a player to know football. You had to have played or that you need it, you know. But those guys have, they know something. You know what I'm saying? They've been there. And, and Dan Morgan just talked about the grittiness of, you know, the type of players they want is the type of players he played with. Right. If you think of the guys that he played with, man, those are. It's He referenced Steve Smith with a chip on his shoulder. He talked about Masim Muhammad. He talked about Jay Stu. He talked about Luke Keekley. He talked. I mean, he didn't play with Luke Keekley, But, you know, I mean, you're thinking Julius Peppers and these guys. And he, he said this, and probably this is when all Panther fans just kind of went nuts and were like, we're on board with Dan Morgan is because he said, we want our logo to be feared again. Yep. And he said, we're not feared. And they were, you know, and that's Panther, at least that's as a fan of the Panthers, that's how I've always thought we were, is like, we're going to hurt you, like physically punish you, like you said. And that's been our brand for a long time, or was for a long time. And, he, and all the greats had that attitude, even from Cam rolling over people, Luke Keekly just destroying people. Thomas Davis. I mean, these guys played with grit. And I think, you know, Muhammad said this. He said, talent recognizes talent. Game recognizes game. And that's what he's excited about, Dan Morgan. I think the only, the hard part about answering y'all's questions is, is I don't know what a great answer in these press conferences is. Like, did they really say anything at all? Yeah, it's more. It's not really. Did you win? It's like you you can lose it. You know, like yeah, yeah. And I mean, like the crazy thing. I mean, there's all these clips walking rolling around. Is like Dan Morgan didn't blink for 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, it's just wild man back there. Um, so I, I don't know. Like they ask a lot of questions, the reporters, and it feels like they want these, you know, some magical answer, and really. You know, you go, are these guys, is it just football speak? Maybe. But what really can you say? We got to go get good players. Yeah. And we got to start winning. I mean, like, and that's kind of Dan Morgan's thing. And, <clears throat> and really, I think, look, is it, if anything, when you were talking about between Dan Quinn and, uh, Dave, uh, and Dave Canales, like, who would you rather be happy with is for us, I think it's just more the continuity of vision. 
And I think that Dan Morgan, his relationship with Canales from Seattle, you know, his success, I just think it's like, hey, is this might be a decent fit for the Panthers, these guys right now, instead of forcing things. And it looks like Ben Johnson, that kind of, you know, you just wonder had the Panthers had hired Ben Johnson, um, you know, would have you have been forcing that peg through the hole, through the hole a little, you know, is it snugger than it needs to be? And so I like the Canales because, you know, look, is like, we know he doesn't have a ton of experience. Um, we know he's young. He's 42. Uh, and I think that tep- uh, tempers our expectations a bit. And that was really the problem with last year is just like we're all of a sudden talking about I mean, I went on this show and said we're going to win the division. Uh, <laughs> so I think the Panthers are this. It's, it's very simple. And Canales, I think, is really brought in for one thing and one thing only, and that is Bryce Young. And he said it. He said, we're going to build around Bryce. And you need guys that have that believe in that. And I think that's why Dan Morgan was the ultimate hire as GM. And I think that's why Dave Canales is appealing is because, I mean, there is no question that, look, it's Bryce or bust. Speaking of uh, those Dan Morgan tough teams, Tony, uh, I had no idea this guy was in coaching, but uh, breaking news five minutes ago, Mike Garofalo says the Raiders are hiring former Panthers and Niners running back Deshaun Foster as their running backs coach. Uh, He has been at UCLA, uh, now an NFL coach, so you're uh, your former running back there. Yeah, I got to interview him once. He's a great dude. Uh, and tough, tough as nails. Not always the greatest at holding on to the football at times. But has uh, we talked about this the last uh, in the last within the last month, Tony? The you said if you need some motivation, go watch his what was it one yard run against the Eagles where he broke seventeen tackles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had to run forty yards uh, to get one yard. It felt like, but yeah, it was awesome. And he's got. It's an iconic uh, Sports Illustrated, I think, cover he was on, or at least that photo of him. And I don't know if it was the – what game it was. I don't know if it was the Super Bowl, the NFC Championship, one of those. I mean, and he is doing one of those, like, flying through the air. Like, I mean, he had busted one, obviously. And he's, like, reaching out. So, man, he's a great dude. I, was, I thought you were going to talk about this as breaking news. Teddy Bridgewater retired and is now going to be coaching a high school football team that – his former alma mater oh teddy two gloves down in uh i think what is a pretty legendary high school um what is it northwestern i think down in miami so uh teddy two gloves getting in the coaching game sweet there you go tony uh oh you got something i do i want to go back to the press conference right quick and i want to get tony's thoughts on this and of course as the owner david tepper did go up there and 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 had some remarks and introduced the new general general manager and head coach of the carolina panthers but after uh the press conference um he was asked to take questions and he said uh i'm in the background now so what do you think he meant by that tony I think he realizes he's not good at doing press conferences and taking questions. And he's like, I'm not going to screw this moment up like I've screwed all the other ones. Which is great to say, Tony, that does he stick to it? You know, that's my question, seeing that. No, I mean, he's going to be involved. Uh, I mean, it looked like they they were, him and his wife were uh, really drivers behind this coaching selection, too. So, I, you know, I mean, they're... Telling a the billionaire to get his nose out of his billionaire business is probably 
just something that's not really going to happen. Especially a guy that likes to fire people as much as him. He could just fire you if he gets mad one day. Yeah. Be careful. It's a great job to have. I mean, if you're going to get fired, get fired from the Panthers. I mean, you're going to get picked <laughs> for six years, Dave Canillis. Um, for me, what I still want to, I want to ask this of David Tepper. you got a billion dollars. Why don't you have somebody else write your speech for the introduction for these guys? Like, I mean, the presidents don't write their own speeches. They got speech writers. Hmm. You can't pay somebody. He's like the the common thread in his. These guys are connectors. So I was like, what? Is, I mean, like, where do you sit down and you're like, you know what? I'm going to write a speech, and my main theme to this is connectors. This is going to wow everybody when they hear this. This is going to be great. Gosh, man, get a speech writer, Dave. Uh, Tony, we'll let you run, and uh, we'll talk Super Bowl next week. Um, Chandler, I got the picture of uh, Jay-Z and Troy Aikman where they look alike, mm-hmm. and it like ruins me forever. Now every time I look at Troy Aikman, I see Jay-Z. Tony has ruined this new guy for the Panthers for me because he said – who who is this? Uh, Vice President of Football Operations. I don't even have the guy's name. No, yeah, it's, yeah, he's uh, the, guy, the new guy from the Chiefs, Brent Tillis. So Tony said he's it's kind of scary. Jake Delome and Peyton Manning mixed into one person, and he's got the Delome features up to the eyebrows, and then it's a giant Peyton Manning forehead. <laughs> and now I'll never be able to look at this guy and take him seriously. We got to make one of those kind of videos. You know how they take people and they're taking their face and then it'll kind of like... It morphs into the... Yeah. Someone else. We should have two people. Like with this one go from left to right, one left to right, one right to left, and then just merge into this dude. If Jake DeLome had a five head, he would be this guy. So Peyton Manning, Jake DeLome. Hey, great quarterback if you combine the two. Uh, that is the new uh, new man on the Panther staff. Tony, uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. We'll do a lot of Super Bowl props with you. Sounds fun, man. You guys have a good one. Thank you, uh, TD. Tony Dunn joining us. Pirate Radio Live Line on a Friday. When we return... Man. I got a... Uh, be honest I'll be honest with you i got a little misty eyed when jake agnos went off the mound after throwing a gym against nc state i remember it well and raised his cap in the air for one final time at clark leclair one of my all-time be- favorite moments at clark leclair stadium uh jake agnos will join us when we return talk about what he's up to what he thought of his brother's awesome season brother in minor league baseball and more Pirate Radio Live, Live rolls on with Jake Agnos after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years, and you can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection 
of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. And Bud Light reminds pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Uh, welcome back into the show. Pumped up to have Jake Agnos joining us on the Pirate Radio Lifeline, a last name that uh, Pirate fans will remember and cherish forever uh, with the services of jake and then later on uh his brother zach and uh love talking to the agnosis and uh we'll talk to the old lefty today jake joining us on the pirate radio live line jake how you doing man i'm good clip i appreciate y'all having me on here now uh jake i don't want to freak you out man but i'm like santa claus I, i i see you when you're sleeping i know when you're awake I've got sources everywhere. I was told you had a dynamic bullpen earlier this week, and uh, that was music to my ears because I know you have had some awful luck with injuries and things like that. Uh, but, Jake, uh, tell us what you're up to now and and uh, health-wise and pitching-wise and everything you got going on. Yeah, well, I thought – I first off want to say that I thought your uh, little elf was Coach Godwin because I talked to him right before you sent me a text. Also, shout out Coach Gowan. Happy birthday. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Cliff Gowan doesn't tell me anything, Jake, so it'll never be Cliff Gowan. Listen, I, even when I was at school, I was always the one kind of gossiping and all that. So, hey, if you <laughs> the information, you know you can come to me. But, uh, no, uh, yeah, so I got to Tampa last week. Uh, they, they brought me over kind of in the first wave of guys. They typically bring guys over in, in three ways. So, fortunately, I was able to come in that first wave, you know, like you said, kind of, man, I mean, I was listening to the show a little bit before, and I heard you talk about, you know, get a little misty-eyed when I walked off the NC State mound, and I'll tell yeah. you what, I don't know if the baseball gods just uh, wanted me to, like, reminisce on that for a while or what, because they sure did deal me a uh, a pretty nasty hand with these with these injuries. But I am super grateful and blessed to say that, you know, we finally got things right. It took three surgeries, which was Man. less than ideal. But uh, no, it's it's been you know ever since this last surgery in February twenty three, things have been going great, and uh, really just thankful that the Yankees have given me this opportunity to kind of come back here and show them you know what I got. Absolutely, I was about to bring that up, Jake. It's a two way street. It says a lot about you, your toughness, your stick to uh whatever you want to call it that you're going to keep battling and and try to come back from this thing but it takes two to tango a credit to the yankees they they believe in you uh but also uh shows i guess what kind of organization they are jake sticking with you throughout all this yeah i'll tell you what just just top to bottom just a class as uh class act organization and um yeah i mean i think that's kind of the thing that rehab you know, really does do a player. And, and I know to a lot of people, it probably looks like it's just a game, but it really becomes your life as you move up. You know, I really got that taste when I got to Greenville and it became more than just that, you know, seven to nine inning game that you were playing before. It became, you know, what you do from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Yankees have really, really been great to me through, you know, taking care of me with the rehab um, and all that encompasses that. You know, I really I look around and I see some guys with other organizations, and I can just tell that the Yankees do it right. And um, yeah, I mean, I haven't been much uh, on social media or anything like that. When I got my surgery, I kind of wanted to just 
really put my head down and, and get to work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I thought I was going to be, I was only planning like a year of being quiet, but it's been going on, you know, three or four years. So, uh, <laughs> now I, I really, um, you know, I guess been tested these past couple of years between the surgeries and then of course losing my dad. Um, yeah. but I'll tell you what, you know, the, the lessons that I learned at ECU and the, and the habits that I created really, um, I think are the reason that, you know, I, I like to think when most guys would probably crumble and just say that it's not for them, you know, I've kind of stuck with it. So, uh, credit to coach Gowan just for, you know, helping me get to this point and really, you know, allowing me to at least give myself a chance. You know, that's all I want is just a chance to show, you know, what I'm worth. Man, yeah, that's awesome to hear. Jake Agnos joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. So, Jake, not to get too ahead of ourselves, uh, but is the plan this year to to pitch in games? Are you on track to, to be able to do that? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, got surgery last February, and, you know, my first one was the Tommy John surgery, which was the big one, and then just had some complications with, uh, as the way my doctor put it, I healed too well. Pretty much my arm just kept it laying down uh, scar tissue, um, so the last surgery in February, the third one, he decided to move the nerve, which uh, really I think was making the biggest difference. So it's reacted well since then. I was cranking up in the fall, throwing bullpens and lives, and then actually there's a chance I was going to go down to Puerto Rico for winter ball. But things with that kind of fell through, and, and after talking with the guys who were taking care of me, it just seemed like it was a, the best option to get ready for spring and get ready to perform for the Yankees. So uh Plan is to throw against batters next Saturday and continue to build up. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, all systems go on my end. That's uh, that's fantastic. Jake Agnos joining us. Jake, I love to talk to you and Zach about y'all's relationship. Uh, typical brother relationship. You you want to you want to be the best. You want to beat him. You also support him uh, and is, is his biggest fan. So were you kind of living vicariously through him? Uh, it was when he was having his tremendous season out of the bullpen in his first year in the minors last year. Well, I'll tell you what, it low-key eats me alive inside because, you know, my whole life Zach was a position player, I was the pitcher, right? And now I find myself asking Zach more and more pitching questions. Oh, no. But I will say it was <laughs> it was fun to watch Zach as much as I wish I was out there. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed following Zach, and I think that's just kind of uh, a testament to his abilities. Um, but, yeah, I mean, super fun, super proud of what he did. You know, clearly that's just a step in the right direction. But uh, fortunate enough to be able to spend my off season with him. So we're down in Jupiter every off season, working out and having a good time. And uh, you can ask my fiance; he definitely uh, likes to get on my nerves. And we have that, you know, good old brotherly love. But um, now nah, it was, even though I, you know, I've been away from the game for three to four years. It's always a tough goodbye, you know, when you get back into that routine of like long distance stuff and being on the road and all that yeah uh well jake we got some uh some new bronx bombers from ecu uh have you you talked at all or are, are you aware of uh josh gross josh moylan you talked to either of the joshes that are new members of this yankees organization yeah so i talked to josh gross i say more than josh moylan just because he's a pitcher and we kind of deal with the same people but super pumped to have them coming down i think when I talk to Groves last, they'll be coming in within the next you know week or two down to to Tampa. So super excited to to get some familiar faces because even though I've been with this org for so long, I feel like you know I've just been away from the game a little bit where a lot of these guys are are new faces. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
just really glad. I, I think when I look at other organizations, the Cardinals had a lot of ECU guys. Um, when I watched yeah. you know, Packer with his Tigers buddies, like just a, a close knit group of guys, and I'm excited to have some familiar faces and uh, kind of create the. I think that's the toughest part of being away from the game for so long is you miss really like the locker room stuff, the camaraderie of the game, and all that just as much as you miss the competition, you know. Well, how about Coach Bryant Packard? I've uh, been hearing some great things from uh, his fellow coaches and the Pirate players, uh, what he's bringing to this East Carolina baseball program. And, man, just such a great hitter. He, too, was, uh, as you know, Jake, had the just terrible luck with injuries even while he was at East Carolina. Uh, but now he's uh, he's going to be a part of Cliff's staff, and uh, so far so good from what I hear. For sure, yeah. What I've, I mean, I talk to Pack all the time, but just – you know, hearing from other guys, it just seems like he's just a really good guy to have in the clubhouse. Just when you talk about a player's coach, I don't think anyone comes to mind more than Brian Packard. Um, but I will say, in all my three years at ECU, would living together and all that, I would just sit there and listen to him talk hitting and talk baseball. And just his knowledge of the game is something that I don't know if you can teach because it's just so innate. And uh, now I'm excited to see him. Unfortunately, he won't be rocking. 18 i think he's number 51 or something so uh a little bit of a different look but you know just as much as i like to gossip so does packard fortunately so i get all the the clubhouse scoop from him nice all right good deal well i'll uh i'll just go to you then and i'll uh to get all that insight <laughs> skip brian and go right to you something special yeah, good deal. That's some special burn up. Uh, good stuff. Jake Agnos joining us. And uh, Jake, once again, the Pirates, uh, you probably see the polls come out on social media or whatever if you follow it. But East Carolina, once again, expected to be really good this year. Coming off the banquet where uh, Gavin Williams said a few words. I understand the speech was pretty short, but Gavin talked at this year's banquet. How about his success uh, in Major League Baseball? Of course, Connor Norby rising through the ranks. Carson Wisenhunt, the same. But Gavin uh, getting on the mound at the big stage and Man, he looked awesome last year. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's no sh- surprise that Gavin was a few words up on the podium. He's not. Uh, He's not you. I don't think he loves. No, <laughs> well, I don't think he loves public speaking. But uh, no, I'll tell you what. Um, whenever, luckily, my older brother lives in Raleigh, so whenever we're up there, I get to see Gavin. Um, but just watching him and and seeing him on like you know MLB Network and talking to guys around the gym and all that, like. Just talking and seeing that big Tonka truck up on the, on the mound, it's just, you know, really like I see comparisons to Garrett Cole and, and none of yeah. it's shocking. I remember freshman year against UNC, oh, like maybe one in the third inning really uh, decided to stress out the bullpen that weekend, and Gavin came in at the Durham Bulls and was like 96 to 100, but the, the crazy part was he was out of the stretch and he was under a second to the plate, which is like crazy fast, but just like – a lot of, of body coming at you and, and plus plus stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's no shock, Gavin, where he is. We all saw that at ECU, and I think especially in that, uh, I think it was the 2021 season, um, just incredible, incredible power stuff that can get guys out really at any level. Talking to uh, Jake Agnos here on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Great to hear your voice, Jake. And, uh, man, uh, we're still pulling for you around here. You obviously know that. And so what's uh, what's kind of your day-to-day like now? Uh, wh- how, how often are you throwing, and uh, what's your schedule look like here these next few weeks? Yeah, so so we're really just starting to build up. Um, like I said, I'll get off, off the mound against hitters next Saturday. Uh, so throwing really – you know, it's funny because I talk about how jealous I am of 
of some other athletes because pitching is really that sport or that that position where you know you're you're you know day in and day out having to do something because it's not like you can take two weeks off, pick up a ball, and then you know start throwing again. You really have to be uh, meticulous about you know what you're doing. And um, so from a day to day standpoint, uh, complex times are pretty pretty early. So I'll typically wake up around seven, head to the field. Um, like I said, another perk about the Yankees is uh, having, you know, chefs and, and all that in-house. And so we're able to get breakfast and lunch there. And then depending on the day, go out and do like a group stretch. And then I'm throwing off the mound twice a week. So typically Tuesday, Saturdays, getting off the bump. And, and just really, like I said, building up, getting ready for uh, spring training games. But it's funny because even though this is my fifth year technically with the Yankees, it'll be my first full uh, spring training, so I don't think I've gotten the first, like, you know, the full taste of what yeah. spring training is all about. And, Jake, one more question. How do you get better when you're so far removed from, you know, the, your last time pitching with, with all these injuries, all these surgeries? Um, do you do you try to, add, you know, think about adding a pitch? Do you I'm sure you've got the mental toughness. Uh, you don't need to worry about that, the way you've stuck this thing out and, and fought through it. So how have you tried to improve despite not being able to get out there on the mound? What are the, the things you can do to do that? Yeah, I think that, that's a really good question because I feel like the more you're removed from the game, you know, kind of, like I said, it's, it's harder and harder to imagine yourself, you know, capable to have success at, you know, especially the professional level. Um, but for me... Yeah, we, so we added a new pitch. I've been throwing a cutter, which has been great. Uh, really been working on a splitter, which I worked on in Tampa in 22 um, and got it to a pretty good point. But uh, the plan is to build me up as a starter, which is, is great. That's, yeah. You know, something I've always loved to do and thought that, you know, one of my benefits was being able to face guys multiple times and, and uh, not have them, you know, make adjustments. Um, but, yeah, like you said, just the, the biggest thing I've wanted to come out of this rehab with uh, is just the confidence that, hey, we're healthy now. You know, like I've been pitching and, and throwing with a lot of pain for a lot, a lot of years, like a lot of my career. So so just being fully pain-free, I think, is just, you know, I know in college I was notorious for uh, for walking a batter or two, but I think that was the biggest sacrifice, you know, with, with pitching and pain was, was, was not being able to, you know, execute pitches as, as precisely as I wanted to. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just hoping that by the time I do get on the mound pain-free, that all that, uh, you know, doubts and worries can can kind of fly away and I can just focus on competing because I know when I'm healthy I could be, you know, a good pitcher. But, uh, yeah. no, like like you are just talking about, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, when you're so removed from the game to keep yourself in the game. Yeah. So many little pieces, pickoffs, you know, bunties, stuff like that. So hmm. uh, just trying to stay sharp in that aspect. So when you do get back to pitching, it's uh, it's not as uh, big of a leap, you know. Well, my uh, dream is to see Jake Agnos pitching at Yankee Stadium and uh, just having a great performance. And Aaron Boone goes to take him out and you argue with him like you did Cliff Goblin that one time. <laughs> <laughs> I listen, listen. I don't know on that level if I'll be able to have that much of a reaction like I did uh, at ECU. It's funny. I was talking to Coach Palumbo. He was in Jupiter for the tournament, and uh, we were sitting there talking with another guy, and he's you know asking about that story. And I tell my version. I just see Coach Palumbo kind of shaking his head, 
And I'm, you know, I'm like, why are you shaking your head? He's like, you forgot a couple key pieces of information. So I think I might have been blackout during that because I really can't recall all the things that he was saying. But um, listen, if I'm in Yankee Stadium, you're up there. I'll make sure to give you one of those, uh, you know, tips of the cap. <laughs> one more time. Oh, man. Goosebumps, Jake. Goosebumps. All right, buddy. Hey, great to catch up with you. Uh, last thing. Yeah. Like, I, I got, I see, you know, Holt Naylor's got his own show. I was uh, a little bit offended. No one asked to do a uh, Jake Agno show. What are, we, what are we doing here? You kidding me? Uh, we're ready when you're ready. Uh, the Jake Agno show would be just uh, electric here on Pirate Radio. The, as much as you, as much as you blabber and you, you gossip, like you said, all oh, that, that everybody would tune into that. That's what I'm saying. I'm du- we're like double viewership. But did you say Zach's coming on later too? Um. Uh, we'll get him at some point this offseason. I don't have a plan, but yeah, I'll shoot him up. And if he knows you came on, he'll be like, oh, I got to go on now. He's got to top you. So yeah, he'll be on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You might as well have us do it like at the same time sometimes so we can just oh man for people's entertainment. The, the hours are fly by on Pirate Radio. <laughs> uh, we got to get Agnos and Agnos on. That, that'd be fantastic. I'll put that in the books. Segment. Jake, thanks so much, buddy. Good luck, man. We're all pulling for you. All right, guys, I appreciate you having me on. You take care. Man, uh, those agnoses are uh, legendary. Awesome to talk to. Awesome on the field, and just so cool that Jake's still going after it, and the Yankees are are sticking with him. So we're hoping uh, to see him pitch. Shirley, you do such a great job. You're about to get it cranked up here soon. All your minor league updates. I've got to do more and more players every year. There's more players, (laughs) and 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 of course, as I've said this a thousand times, is that minor league players they're they're moved up and down constantly. Tough to keep up with. And so yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and do my research and go back and double check, make sure that uh the guys are where they or at least some of them are where they are uh, yeah, where they were last year you don't know because we yeah. talk to the guys and ask them so where are you going to start this season they don't know sometimes they don't know yeah yeah, yeah so you got to see right. where they go after spring training and all that but uh hopefully jake agno she'll be reading his uh numbers on the you know sports breaks and in the morning and yeah stuff like that. and if things don't work out agnos and agnos is a genius idea that's uh that's a show that is a no-brainer sells itself everybody's tuning into that and just to hear if we could get them both on and hear them try to do a segment without fighting one another and arguing I mean, I want to hear it right now. I know. Uh, Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number two of Pirate Radio Live. Busy hour number three with Morgan Ayler, Shane Winkler. We'll get you ready for the ECU softball season. And Greeny joins us as well. More to go. We'll have our Fleet Feet Rundown when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Oh, Chandler. Breaking news. By the way, thank you to Bob. Bob Braxton. Bob Braxton. Great cookies, as always. Bob Braxton. Great conversation. He is delusional, though. He said the commanders will make the playoffs next year. I hope he's right. Yeah, leave Shirley alone. <laughs> All right. Chandler, what did you say to me right before we came on air? I saw a tweet today. What did it say? And I, and I just wanted to bring up a conversation. I feel like we haven't seen each other in about 20 minutes. So I thought I would. How you up. been, by the way? It's been great. All right. Good. Been awesome. Yeah, it's been. I saw a tweet today. Yeah, what did it say? That USC, Kayla Williams, reportedly does not want the Chicago Bears to pick him. Well, then people are probably asking, who does he want to pick him? And this tweet says, Williams would like to play with the Commanders or Raiders. Okay. Now, where the hell did you see this mess? At NFL Rumors. NFL Rumors. That sounds pretty legit. It's got a blue check. Okay, so they pay to post stuff on Twitter is what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Okay, NFL hey, rumors. They, they got this one right. What'd they get? Tom Brady will be the lead commentator for Fox after this after this game. That's not a rumor. That's like, <laughs> that was a, that was known. They have an actual quote from Steve uh, Stephon Diggs. Steve, no, they got Stephen Diggs. That's not Stephon. All right, Chandler. Well, let me know if any you got any other rumors for us. I got you, Bob. Thank you. Fleet Feet Rundowns brought to you by Fleet Feet. Chris Lunyon owns and operates ECU alum, Pirate. Support Pirate. They got a 3D foot scanner. They got one-on-one service. They got the best shoe for you for runners, walkers, everyone in between. And uh, some cool events at Fleet Feet as well, yeah, Sean. They got some regular events that they do every week, and they also have some uh, some some uh, other events coming up in March and April. But every Saturday, jo- join their coffee run at 7.30 a.m. at Fleet Feet of Greenville. There's no need to sign up. Just show up and have fun and run. Every and Saturday at 7.30. How about that? You'll be there? No, sir. Okay. Every Saturday, 7.30, go for the coffee run at Fleet Feet. Every Monday, the Emporium Pub Run, which is at 6.15 p.m. Oh, yeah. No need to sign up there. Just show up and run. I always and hang see out that. There. Driving down Dickinson on the way home. Yep. So they have the pub run on every Monday. And then every Wednesday, Fleet Feet of Greenville has uh, their pub run at 6.15 p.m. No need to sign up. Just show up and, ha- and have fun and run and hang out after. $1 off draft beer. Uh, every Wednesday. Then March 13th, they'll have their St. Patty's Pub Crawl. March 16th, they'll have the Coop Strong for, for Myler, Four Miler. Excuse me. April 20th, the First Step 5K, Ruck, and One Mile Fun Run. So that's what's going on uh, coming up at Fleet Feet. Awesome stuff. Here's what's coming up on the Fleet Feet Rundown. Clamp down. Clamp down. Clamp down. Shirley. How about that one last night? I, um... I'm not going to say I've given up on the women's basketball team, but it's just like, at some point, too many injuries. I think whatever they do from this point is kind of house money, but I've still got good players, Danae McNeil and um, my, my, but I was not expecting them to get that win last night. That was a good win for the women's team. That was an excellent win. Um, 
Sorry, I just got, I just uh, ate a Well, now that you're so, talking, I'm going to eat mine. Uh-huh, go We're ahead. We're playing like a tennis match where we try to let each other talk so we can eat. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to, I'm going to pull up the box score here just so I can make sure I got my numbers right. I know that um, Katrina, or Katrina Gordon, 16 points. Danae McNeil finished with 17. And uh, a great balance. And the thing is, is that, you know, we talked about where will we get the scoring from other than Danae McNeil. Um, and the great thing about the game yesterday, first of all, Tulsa came in here on a pretty decent uh, hot streak. If I'm not mistaken, they had a multiple game winning um, streak coming into uh, the game last night. And uh, East Carolina got a lot of help from just about everybody on the team. And I just wanted to put some perspective on this. Give me a little perspective. Okay. Danae McNeil got a steal. That's a great Um, stat. Well, can I finish? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, The first steal she got in the game, she ended up passing LaCoya Terry, which we both know. LaCoya Terry. LaCoya Terry. one of the, as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, was on oh, the Terry. LaCoya was on the team that last went to, uh, or the, uh, that won last the, year. Yeah. Uh, you are not mistaken. You are correct. Yeah. Um, but she passed LaCoya Terry for ninth most career steals in ECU history. Danae has 189 steals. Wow. She also has over a thousand points for her career. And that puts her in 21st in program history. So you're looking at a team right now that, uh, you know, the, the, the frustrating thing is we know what kind of talent that Kim McNeil has um, on the floor. And sometimes they just, you know, they get into these cold spells and they can't seem to, you know, um, find the bottom of the basket. But last night it was uh, – it was much, much better. You even got some contribution from the Weish twins, Tatiana and Talia. That's big. Uh, Tatiana got nine points. Uh, Talia only registered um, one point, but she got uh, four rebounds. And uh, Morgan Mosley, who celebrated a birthday yesterday, uh, did pretty well. She got six rebounds in the game. So you're looking at uh, a lot. It's not so much points. It's also the rebounding, the the defensive stops, the steals, the blocks, all of that stuff. They had everybody contributing in that game. And uh, that ended up putting them one game above 500 in the AAC and right in the middle of the pack. And that's where you want to be heading into the last leg of your basketball season before you go into tournament play. Big win last night. Good to see. Uh, We will talk uh, a little men's hoops if we have time in hour number three or Mike Schwartz had to say earlier today. But we got to run. Thanks to Fleet Feet. Hey, good oh, one. Well done, sir. We got to run. Well done. We'll take a break. Come back. Morgan Aylers joins us. Why do you got your finger up? Speaking of Morgan Aylers, his son, Holt Aylers, with the Holt Aylers Show, keeping up with the followers. If they get to 500 followers, they will uh, come in here and do an hour-long call-in show. And uh, they are at 447 followers. So I only need 53 more. 53 more. Let's get that number. And Holden will answer your local politics questions right here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a break. Come back. More to go. PRL Morgan joins us after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Oh, yeah. Hit the right button, Shirley. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street and on Greenville Boulevard in the old Pizza Inn location. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live, on a free beer Friday. Yes, sir, it's back. Let's do it at the end of this segment. You want to win some burr? It's your call. Some Bud Light burr and a tiebreakers gift card? Shouldn't it be up there? Yeah, go get it. You work here, right? Hey, do you work here? (laughs) Hey, do you work here? Hey, come here often. Jamie said Chandler and I had a weak high five. It was kind of weak. Screw both of y'all. Like, I wasn't trying to give an aggressive high five. Like, I didn't just see a game-winning three-pointer or a great long snap by Alex Harper. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you're doing intentionally. You're sounding a lot like L.A. Knight here recently. Um, My intention was not to give a great, powerful high five, Jamie. Sometimes you got to just kind of touch palm to palm. You know what I'm saying? Finger pad to finger pad. A little dap. A little dap, Shirley. Shirley knows what I'm talking about. A little dap will do you. Let's uh, head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Joining us, Morgan Ehlers on the program. Hello, Morgan. What's up, Clip Brock, legendary broadcaster of immense proportions. Hey, you know what we're going to be doing next week at this uh, time, Morgan? I'm going to take a page out of the Extra Point hosted by Morgan Ehlers back in the day. Let's do some props. We can do that. Let's do some props, man. Uh, but we got more to talk about right now. We'll talk some hoops in a moment. Uh, but I want to talk about the Holton Ayler Show. Great guest yesterday, Ruffin McNeil, legend. And uh, really enjoyed the conversation. And uh, Morgan, uh, they were talking about Holton's relationship with Ruff. And Ruff said, hey, I knew I knew his daddy, Morgan. We had a relationship. And uh, just any time you hear him talk, it was awesome afterwards jack powers uh didn't didn't know a ton because you know wasn't around during those days but he said you know the fact that ruff signs off with all right love you holt and holt says love you coach and holt never played for him but that shows you the man he is and the the kind of relationships he forms and uh just a just an all-timer morgan yeah ruff's such a great guy you know it, it it's well documented what happened to him you know, here on you know when he got released, a lot of people not really happy, and whether he should have been or not, you know, that's been a debate for a long time. But I, I agree with what Holton said; it set the Pirate program back, you know, quite a few years. I think, um, you know, he's a, he's a class act, and I've known him since college, probably ten, twelve years before he became coach. Hmm. When he was uh, here under Coach Logan's, when I first met him, the one year he was here, I think for Divine Coach in '92, maybe, and. Uh, you know, he's uh, just a class act, and Miss Arlene is, is, you know, lady boss, and she uh, she's so sweet, and uh, it was a very good interview. I was very proud of him. I thought those guys are, you know, Holton and 
Jack and Caden are doing such a great job, and Drew of putting that thing together. And they they take a lot of time putting it together. Yeah, it's not just something. Hey, we're going to turn on a camera and away we go. They prepare, and you know, I think they're getting better every week. And I think next week's going to be a really cool show. Well, anything you want to tease, or are you going to leave it at that? It's going to be a really cool, really, really cool show. All right, uh, I am excited. Uh, one thing I like is kind of the behind the scenes stories and. Holden not afraid to tell one of those, and he told one yesterday. In fact, he, he told a story, and he set it up, and I'm going to play it here, Morgan. He said, three people in the world know this story. One was Holden, the other was Morgan, and the other person uh, went unnamed. Uh, but he told a story that had a few people talking uh, after he dropped it. And, uh, Shirley, can we hit that from the episode four of the Holden Naylor Show? I'm going to tell you guys a story that three people in the world know. Um, about how bad ECU was off when Ruff left. And now, look, Coach Mo, he didn't do a great job. But whoever stepped in that role, if it wasn't Nick Saban, they were – I'll explain the story. They were not in for a good um, – they weren't in a good, for a good setup, obviously. I mean, ECU fans were pissed. So about a week before signing day, um, one of the biggest ECU boosters reached out to me, reached out to my dad, wanted to go to lunch with me and my dad. So I'm like, all right, you know what, I'll go. Like, hey, I've been to some uh, – some lunches and dinners with boosters before on these ACC schools. You know, I know, I know what that, what that meant. <laughs> you guys can guess what you want it to mean or not, but I knew what that meant. So I'm like, all right, you know, let's go. I didn't know ECU rolled like that, but I'm going to go uh, meet with him. So I remember where it was. I'm not going to say his name, but he was one of, a lot of people would know who it is. He was, he at the time was top three ECU boosters, had a lot of pool, not just at ECU, but around North Carolina and went to lunch with him thinking it's going to be about NIL under the rug. And, it ended up being him literally for the entire lunch telling me not to go to ECU because it was way worse than what people think it is. And he was telling me to go an hour and a half down the road to NC State. Wow. So how did, how did the... Are you muted? How did that end up? Like, did it so, play anything in your mind? So he's sitting here saying, he's like, look, it's administration. Like, there's a lot of things that are happening that you don't see behind the scenes that it's going to take long it's going to take a long time and someone really special to come in here and change this like you need to go to state like you i i like i care about you and your family you need to go to nc state or somewhere else don't go to ECU. it's going to take too long to fix we need someone that when you're going to need kind of a clean sweep clean rug and in my head the whole time i'm like this crazy 17 year old holton thinking i'm like well i'm that guy i'm the guy to come in and change this thing (laughs) um but yeah that's how bad it really was was the top donor one of the top donors at ECU met with me a week before signing day. No one knows this. Um, and was like, you need, you don't need to go here. It's way worse than you think it is. Uh, pretty uh, amazing story, Morgan. Uh, a couple of things there. It, it does, like Holden says, show you how bad uh, things were going at ECU at the time. But um, that's, uh, I'm sure that was an eye-opening lunch for you as well there. It was and it wasn't. <laughs> Uh, cause I knew a lot of the back right. story part of what was going on, but, uh, it's like I told Holton when he was being recruited and, uh, a lot of schools wanted him and a lot of schools made a really serious play at him, uh, following the shrine bowl that, uh, you know, power five sec type things. And I said, you have to go where you want to go and you go for the school. You don't go for the coach. And, you know, that was his decision. That's what he wanted to do, and he went. And you know, I think he had a uh, an amazing career, and you know, 
we'll see where the how people remember him. I'm after last year. I think they might remember him a little bit more fondly than they did two years ago. Yeah. Uh, I had a few people backtracking on some of their statements previously, Morgan. Uh, just a few, but uh, uh, no. But I think you know he had an amazing career, record-setting career here, and um, you know I'm very proud of him and very proud of the legacy he left here. And hopefully, I think uh, it would let's take last year, just sort of throw it out the way. Hopefully, what, what was built upon three and two years ago can be used going forward and, and keep this program moving in the right direction. Morgan Aylers joining us, uh, and of course the the parties at that table were Hole Aylers, Morgan Aylers, and uh, what was the other guy's name, Morgan? You're going to tell us right now? Mr. Stallone. Sly Stallone, wow. Yeah. Came all the way in from Tulsa. He was the Tulsa king. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Sly, one of his uh, movie nemesis uh, was Carl Weathers in the form of Apollo Creed, and uh, he passed away today, Morgan, and I was saying earlier, my favorite Carl Weathers performances were in comedy roles uh, with Happy Gilmore and on Arrested Development. I had no idea until today, uh, Morgan, that he did. Uh, He was a great college football player, went undrafted, but spent some time with the Raiders and then played in the CFL. I had no idea that uh, Carl Weathers had a football career before he went into acting. I had heard that. You know, another interesting, and I believe it was Carl Weathers that it happened to. Um, You know, he always had had a shaving accident. When he was younger, and if you ever see Carl Weathers, he always has a mustache. He actually cut part of his top lip. Wow. His knot wasn't there, which was always kind of weird and bizarre little factoid about Carl Weathers and, you know, what he did. Uh, but, yeah, he I mean, uh, you know, legend, you know, I think the last thing I saw him on was on the, uh, the Gronk commercial going to Vegas again to, to kick the field goal for next week. You know, with the uh, the betting service, if Gronk kicks a field goal, or whatever. But he's on—he's driving a motorcycle that picks Gronk up in the desert. So there you go. Have, you, have y'all seen the Paramount Plus commercial? That I guess it's going to run on the Super Bowl, but it's—I've already seen it. I saw it on uh, Twitter, and I saw it last night while I was watching something streaming. I don't even remember what I was watching, but it's got um, Tua in it, and it's got. What's the guy's name, Shirley? Is it Sir Patrick Stewart? Is that the... That would be his formal name, yes. Yeah, the the, the Star Wars, right? No, Star Trek. Oh, sh- shoot. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that. That was, uh, that was a big mistake by me. Um, but anyway, and it's got some cartoon... It's a funny commercial. I, I like it. Shirley, I think you would enjoy it. I'm going to show it to you during the break. But is that the Uber Eats one? No, no. Oh, okay. This is, one... You, oh, you can't handle the big moment. Yeah, 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 you've seen it. Yeah. That's good, right? Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk more commercial Super Bowl next week. Morgan uh, Pirates trying to find a way to uh, get back in their winning ways. That was an ugly one on Wednesday night. That was that was a dud, and uh, you get some of those from time to time. I asked Coach Schwartz today about Brandon Johnson. He said he's not worried. He said Brandon, you know, he's bringing it at, at practice. He's he's going <laughs> to snap out of it. He said the main thing is the. Him and RJ, they, they need some more help around them. They need everybody to pick it up, not just those guys. So that'll be a key tomorrow when they go into what appears to be more than a hostile environment. I've been seeing sellout potentially for uh, the Charlotte crowd tomorrow. Yeah, those used to be when, when Charlotte would come to town in the past when they had, uh, uh, I think it was Jerron Lane played for him was from the Farmville area years and years ago. Those were always some really good basketball games. And, you know, now with them being in the AAC, maybe that'll be become sort of a little bit of a, a rivalry, you know, three and a half, four hours away. 
you know, I think from a from a scoring standpoint, you can't rely on RJ to to score twenty five a game and you, all the time, and you can't rely on Brandon to do the same. You've got to have some help, as you said. Uh, one of the guys, and this is just me, but if you remember the end of last year, you know, Jaden Walker really stepped up his game offensively. Had some injuries, and he had to. I know he had a big game last year at Temple. He's sort of almost been non-existent offensively this year, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, you know, Cam Hayes, I think he's starting to get into a little bit more of a rhythm. It would really help if he could you know, come in and chip in 12, 14 points a game, something like that. But, uh, yeah, they definitely need some other players to step up offensively. If they get Quentin Dabunje back, that would be a big help as well. Yeah, and some good news uh, from talking to Schwartz today. Dabunje did practice, so at least getting close. And, man, he unfortunately, Morgan, he played his best game in the game he got hurt. It was down at FAU, right? Yep. Yeah, he was playing well I've seen him since. Uh, before he went out in that game. When he sprained his ankle. They yeah. had no answer for him when he sprained his ankle. Yeah. Uh, that sort of cost him the game down there because – then everybody sort of rely on him. They said they were going like, okay, now we got to do something. And they yeah. did. Got uh, Carolina Duke tomorrow. And I was talking about it with Brian North. I guess it's because I don't follow it as closely, but I don't, uh, I really don't feel the, uh, the attention on that game. But Brian brought up a good point. He said this year, he actually knows the players involved. It feels a little more old school uh, because of Filipowski and Roach. You know a couple guys from Duke, uh, Baycott, Davis uh, at Carolina. So at least you know some of the players. You used to know all the rosters uh, back in the day of pretty much every ACC team, Morgan, because uh, it was so easy to follow. And now players in and out, it's a lot tougher. But uh, he said he's uh, somewhat interested in the top 10 showdown coming up in Chapel Hill. Who's got the edge, in your opinion? I think if you're looking at it, uh, you know, Duke has played well, Carolina. And again, I'm. I'm in the same boat you are this year. I might know a few more players than in the, in the past five or six years. Um, I think Carolina might have the edge if they're playing at home. Yeah. Uh, you know, their guard plays really, really good right now. And if, but uh, at the same time, Duke's been able to come out and, and, and score from the inside and the outside a little bit more. So that's going to be a really interesting matchup when you look at uh, what Filipowski can do down low. But can uh, Duke stop Carolina's guards? I am intrigued by Houston, Kansas tomorrow as well. Going to be a great day of hoops along with East Carolina and Charlotte. Morgan, uh, what you got going on this weekend, man? Well, actually, tonight I'm back down in Washington at Market Street Pub and then uh, off tomorrow night. And Next week we kick it in and start the wedding season. Yes, sir. Morgan, uh, enjoyed it, man. Have a good weekend and uh, talk some Super Bowl props with you next Friday. Thanks a lot. You guys have a great weekend. You do the same. There is DJ Captain Morgan. Morgan Ayler's joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, talk some ECU softball with Shane Winkler as we go to break. Uh, Yes, I do, Chandler. And yes, I did forget momentarily, but in the middle of my sentence, I remembered, and I didn't need your big head turning and looking at me. I was just trying to help you out because it seemed like you were going straight to break. It did, because... At one point, I was. I caught myself. You like, know what? Good for you, man. No, don't say that. You know what Good I'm doing? For you. I'm projecting. I, I'm, you did the right thing. You completely did the right thing. But it's funny because as soon as I went to remind you, that's when you said it. And I was like, man. I know. You remembered. You did a great job of, like, you should have never said anything. It was a uh, okie doke. Yeah. Caller. Pick a number. Between 1 and 2,000. Ooh, how about call number 12? All right, caller 12, 317-1250. There's a winner of an 18-pack of Bud Light and lunch for two 
at Tiebreakers. 317-1250. Call now to be a winner. We've got more. Shane Winkler joins us after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Rolling Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville, along with 18 TV, so you don't miss a second of the action. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. Score every Sunday at the Buck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, A-Harp, Chan. Who was our winner, Shirley? Oh, gosh. Will James of Greenville walked away with the free beer. Will James what? Will James what? Will James what? Finish the sentence. Is he going to do something? Oh, win the free beer? Yes. Yes, he did. (laughs) Congratulations, Will. Or as I like to call him, William, a.k.a. Willie J. (laughs) What? I stuck my hand in a socket during the break. Great Scott! <laughs> Quick, somebody meme this. Oh my god! Look at that. Pretty iconic, huh? That's crazy. Yeah, I got, got, I got like, a lot of hair. I need a haircut. You're like Albert Einstein if you didn't have gray hair. Steve Hill, meme this. What am I doing right now? Oh, you're winking because it's time to talk ECU softball with the head softball coach of the Pirates, Shane Winkler. He joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Coach, welcome back in. How you doing, man? Great, Clay. I mean, appreciate you having me. We're, yeah. we're excited. Let's speak out. So, ready to go. Yes, sir. And ready uh, for another season. And man, just beautiful weather here today in Eastern North Carolina. Hope it's the same uh, next week in Charleston. But uh, wish, I wish wish we were playing today, and uh, at least you can get some good work in in weather like this, right? Yeah, absolutely. We've got we got two more scrimmage days today and tomorrow, so we'll get a ton of work in, ton of live at bats for the pitchers and uh, hitters. So it's it's a good time, but. Uh, the, the forecast looks great for the next week or so, so hopefully we can keep that up, like you said. Pirates will start the season on the road at Charleston, uh, in Charleston, South Carolina, taking on St. Joe's Cleveland State, opening up with Charleston Southern and uh, also College of Charleston there as well. Uh, and then finally, uh, at home on Tuesday, February 13th against North Dakota State, Pirate Clash coming up that weekend. So, uh, Coach, as I look at it, you, you got a lot of home games coming up. This non-conference schedule hopefully can uh, can build up some wins. What's your, your take on this team right now as you are, like like you said, less than a week out from getting on the field. Uh, what, what are the, I guess, uh, the strengths of the team and what's something you, you guys still need to work on as you head into the season? Yeah, we're, we're really excited this time of year. I mean, we, we came into the fall with a lot of new faces. 
I mean, we brought in five freshmen, six transfers. So we've turned over a lot of the roster. Uh, unfortunately, graduated some some great pieces, some some great kids who who fit our culture really well. But we're excited about the talent that we brought in. I mean, offensively, from from the transfer standpoint, we brought in six kids that can swing the bat. And one area that we've lacked in the past is is our power production. We've got a handful of kids now that we believe forecast and we can be double digit home run kids which as a team i think we had 20 home runs last year so if we got a couple of them that can put up that kind of numbers between them it just puts us in a position where we don't have to put together string together so many hits and do so many little things right so we'll, we'll continue to work on work on putting pressure in the defense that way but anytime that we can score a couple runs on one swing of the bat it puts us in a lot better position so from an offensive standpoint we're more more explosive and then from a pitching standpoint we're a lot deeper so we're excited about where our roster is. We spent a lot of time in the fall with the new faces, getting comfortable, them comfortable with our staff, us comfortable coaching them, just kind of putting all the pieces together. And then now, finally, like I said, we're, we're a week away. So uh, we've put in a ton of work, and we'll, we'll see exactly where we are when, when we head down to Charleston. Coach, we've had conversations in the past about the, the changing landscape of college athletics and recruiting the high schools versus recruiting the portal. And uh, it looks like a good mix on your roster. And I'm seeing uh, girls who were previously at College of Charleston. Uh, you've got uh, NC State, Clemson, Ohio State. So, uh, it, you know, there, there's more than one way to recruit now. And it looks like you've gone through uh, every possible uh, stone that uh, was not left unturned that you were able to to bring in some talent here, but also cultivate what you had uh, on this roster. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I mean, we've used every resource possible the past year and a half, two years to to put this roster together and then shape us for the future. And we we knew the portal would be a big piece. Uh, the, the the way the portal is used now in all sports, you can find kids that can make an immediate impact, and we feel like we've done that. Uh, with the pieces that we brought in, like I said, we've got a, a ton of offensive explosion and then some instrumental pieces that can be role-type players that shore up our depth. But uh, obviously everything starts from the circle. We've got uh, some experience there. But then our freshman class, since we're going to continue to, especially from the pitching side, recruit the high school kids, we got uh, a couple really talented freshman pitchers that can come in and and solidify our pitching staff. So we're using every resource possible. Uh, again, we, we get the opportunity to look across the parking lot at, at a top 15 baseball program, and we're, we're trying to mirror that with the type of success we have, and we're using every resource possible with the type of kids that we're bringing in. Shane Winkler joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line, East Carolina, beginning their softball season, coming up on the road uh, next Thursday down in Charleston before returning home the following midweek and weekend. And, uh, Coach, as we get set for this season, and uh, you, you mentioned kind of overall what you got on this roster, who are some names uh, you're really going to be counting on on this team? If ECU plays well this year, it'll be because of who in, in the lineup and in the circle? You know, it's starting in the circle. Everything starts there. We, we've got a couple returning pitchers that kept us in a lot of games last year. And Addie Bullis and Jordan Hatch, I mean, they did a good job of keeping keeping our team close. And the good thing about us offensively now is we have the offensive production that we feel like we can overcome those close, those close games that we may have lost in the past. So we're going to rely on their experience. And then we've got uh, freshmen coming in like Taylor Apple, who has the talent and the ability to be a front, front of the rotation type kid. Uh, so where Bullis and Hatch can change change pace, they're coming from the left side to give hitters a different look. 
Taylor Apple is the type that is a swing and miss kid. So we're, we're going to rely on her a lot, let her grow early in the season, hopefully come conference play. She's, she's ready to step up as a freshman and make a big impact. So uh, we're going to rely on them for a bulk of our innings. And Peyton Hudson and uh, Devin Long are, again, opportunity to come in, keep the ball down in the zone as, as relief pitchers. So as a whole, our pitching staff is so much deeper. Uh, so we're, we're excited about them. But our, our offense is where it's, it's going to look completely different from the past couple of years. Uh, just some of the transfers what we brought in, Annie Kate Dalton from North Carolina, uh, steps in behind the plate, ton of power, has done a great job from a leadership role, expecting a lot from her. Uh, Emma Jackson came in from Virginia Tech, amazing athlete, really strong, uh, ton of power. So she, she's going to be a middle-of-the-lineup type kid for us. Morgan Johnson, uh, big 6'2 kid from, from Clemson. I mean, if our, our field crew enjoys watching her take batting practice because she hits it as hard, hard as anyone in the country. So just those three from a transfer standpoint, from uh, power production, uh, are going to be fun to watch for our fans. And then uh, a couple other new faces, um, Mary Catherine Scott, shortstop from College of Charleston. She gets to slide down and play her former team the first weekend, which which would be fun for her. Uh, she's got the ability and the talent to solidify our, us at shortstop for the next few years. Uh, so we're, we're really looking forward to what she can do. But we've got a couple faces that have some experience coming back from last year, like Logan Sutton, led us in home runs, Anna Sawyer, a local kid who – who put up some good productions, really swinging the bat well. Taylor Woodring, another one with uh, with a lot of power, who's, who's swung the bat really well the past month. So we've got a lot of pieces, a lot more uh, pieces that we feel like that can produce for us. So a lot of faces that we're excited about putting up some production for us this year. Shane Winkler joining us, Coach. Um, looking at the schedule, four out of your first five conference series will be against new AAC teams, uh, teams that were not in the league last year, uh, that being a road trip to North Texas, Charlotte here at home at FAU, and UTSA here at home. So what do you know right now about these new teams coming in and and what it means for the league overall, what it means for East Carolina, where you guys stack up against these teams? Yeah, I mean, this, this is, softball is one sport where the conference got tougher with the additions of, of the five teams that we got from Conference USA. I mean, uh, four of those five are top 100 RPI teams. So right away, they're going to strengthen our schedule uh, and just make conference play that that much tougher. So lo- losing Houston and UCF, UCF was a top 25 program, but we bring in a couple teams that were that were top 40 RPI teams as well. So it's just going to get that much tougher. And uh, one one of the things that's going to be challenging for us is we go from an 18 game conference schedule to 27. So it's it's going to be a week in and week out battle against top top 100 teams, but. If we're again, if we're trying to build a top, top thirty, top twenty-five program ourselves, you got to play that type of competition, and uh, we know it's on the schedule every single year with conference play. So we're excited about it. We're excited about the challenge ahead. We're excited about having an in-state rival in, in conference that we're going to get to play every year. So uh, it makes our schedule extremely challenging, and then we also get to throw in uh, some of the ACC schools like Duke, North Carolina State, North Carolina that that everyone gets excited about playing and, and knocking off those type of teams. So. The, ch- the schedule is going to be as challenging as ever, and uh, the good thing is we get plenty of home games as well for, for Pirate Nation to come out and support us. 
Shane Winkler joining us. Shane, let's go back to, to last summer for a moment. And I uh, got the Little League Softball World Series here in Greenville. You got the pro, first pro game uh, there on ECU's campus in your stadium. And uh, and that was a, a big night, having all those fans there to watch those great softball players. So, you know, A, what's it like experiencing that? And B, I, can you use that in, in recruiting or just kind of promoting the program that, hey, uh, Softball Town USA is right here in Greenville, North Carolina. Uh, what's that like for you in the program? Yeah, I mean, everyone in the community knows how big baseball and softball is at, at all ages in, in Greenville. So we absolutely use that as recruiting. And every time we bring recruits in, we we go by Elm Street in the Little League Park is how great that is uh, for for the young boys here in, in town. But then obviously the, the grass infield gets torn out for the Little League World Series and it's softball time uh, in, in, in July and August. And uh, that's, that's exciting to have Greenville – uh, showing on ESPN and then obviously having the pros in here. I had the opportunity to coach in the pro league and coach with the caliber of athletes. Anytime we can bring them to Greenville and then throw our stadium and our logo all over ESPN while those they're in town. I mean, that's all of that's big for our program, our athletic department. Uh, so we're going to continue to use that every way we can from a recruiting standpoint, obviously uh, through social media showing, Hey, this is, this is the type of facilities we have. We have power five, facilities any any recruits that we're looking at they're probably looking at power five schools also so we show that we have that type of facility that uh, we have that type of interest and support from this community so yeah it's it's been awesome the past couple of years that we've had the little league and uh, hopefully athletes unlimited continues to come back because it's it's a lot of excitement all year round now for for baseball and softball in, in greenville Shane always asks the baseball guys, and then I'll ask you as well, ask Cliff about, you know, rule changes, anything different um, within the game this year in baseball, and, and there's some off-the-field stuff that has been changed. How about with softball? Any Anything different this year? Uh, anything you're going to have to get used to, or is it all pretty status quo? You know, nothing major. We're, we're allowed to, like baseball has, for the – for defensive signs, we got the one-way communication, so it looks like the girls are all wearing Apple watches. So we <laughs> stepped up in, in that way. Yeah, uh, just a just a couple small rule changes, like the pitch clock from baseball has kind of made it their, their way to us. We we don't we won't have a visible clock this year in our stadium, but the umpires are keeping a, a shorter clock, always trying to keep our game moving as as much as possible. Which softball is a quick moving sport anyway. Yeah, uh, we've, we've we've got a little qu- quicker pitch clock now. Uh, a, a couple minor um, pitching mechanic changes with with some things, but it's again same, same old exciting sport. So nothing that we have to pull our hair out about as coaches trying to get our team used to. Yeah, with the pitch clock when that was introduced, I, I looked at it more so from a, a pitcher standpoint, thinking, all right, you got to get up there ready to go. Or they'll put a ball up there on the count. Uh, I was talking to Dixon Williams yesterday. He talked about, you know, how it does impact a hitter, and he said he didn't have a really long routine or step out or do anything like that, but some guys did, so it was an adjustment. Is it something you have to talk to the girls about at practice as far as, hey, let's get ready to go, maybe shorten up what you're doing, or is it not a big deal for your team? You know, for, for us, it's not a big deal, uh, especially we, we've used the wristbands like like our baseball team does and now to have it done electronically we don't have to take much time with signs or anything like that so we've always moved at a pretty good pace uh, so our, i guess our hope is that it affects our opponents more than it affects us we we try to try to keep the pressure on from from pitching an offensive standpoint that we're in there ready to hit we're in there ready to attack the zone as pitchers so we're not worried about too much of a change in that aspect 
Shane Winkler joining us. Shane, uh, we'll, we'll let you run before we go. Uh, what kind of team uh, do you expect to see on the field this year for fans listening that are going to go out and watch this softball team play? Uh, what kind of softball are they going to be seeing this year? Yeah, from, from day one when we got here uh, a couple years ago, we, we've looked to build the culture. Uh, we've got a great culture, great environment, a great group of girls, and we've continued to add talent to that. So I, I think the just the explosiveness and the talent that we have, it's going to be an exciting brand. Again, we've got pitchers that uh, have, have swing and miss type talent now. We've got hitters that can try the ball at the park, which obviously from a little league level all the way up to to professional and major league baseball and professional softball, they love seeing the ball fly out of the park, and we have that ability now. So there's a lot to get excited about, a lot of fun to be had at, at Max Joyner. So it's it's an exciting time of year for us, and it will be for the next few months. Shane Winkler joining us. Shane, best of luck. We'll keep in touch during the season and uh, get you back on, talk more softball with you. But uh, looking forward to going out and seeing them live, and good luck next week on the road to get things started, man. Awesome. Appreciate it, Cliff. There is Shane Winkler joining us on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a break, come back. Talk to Greeny, Mark Greenheld. See what's going on in the golf world. Talk some football as well. More to go Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel and Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, rolling right along here, hour number three. Busy show, getting in a lot of guests today. We'll talk to Greeny, Mark Greenhill. You got the Golf Shop Show coming your way on Saturday right here on Pirate Radio, and he joins us now on the Pirate Radio Live line. Greeny, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Cliff. How about you? Doing good. Uh, start with uh, what's going on in the golf world with uh, with no football going on this weekend. Great Saturday of college hoops on tap. But, Greeny, as far as golf goes, I know there was some live news this week where they make some, uh, I guess, some tweaks, enhancements, as they call them, to uh, what they're going to do uh, this season. I know this is something you do not follow very closely. So how much interest do you have uh, in the live tour? Will you be watching it all in 2024? Uh, I've watched one shot in two years. So <laughs> I won't be watching it. It's still exhibition golf to me with, with shotgun starts. A uh, bunch of news, though. You, you finally got John Rahm with the team. You got Adrian Moronk. You got Terrell Hatton. And uh, you got one of the qualifiers on his team. But then... There's news that they have a couple of guys as individuals that are going to be playing. And you're like, well, this is a team sport. How do you get individuals to play? Well, when you add a 13th team in John Rahm, now suddenly you can't have the appropriate number of players to have all threesomes teeing off. So you had to add two individuals. To me, they're basically 
guys to go out and play to make sure that you have threesomes, 18 threesomes. And one of those could end up being Anthony Kim, who we have not seen on the PGA Tour in a long, long time. So obviously, Liv making a splash with some headlines there uh, and a bunch of things going on. So yeah, there's always something to talk about in the golf front. You got the, the big deal that was announced this week with the sports group investing a whole load of money into the PGA Tour and how that's going to shake out. We don't exactly know, but there's going to be an equity piece for the players where they could actually have a stake in the game now. So we'll see how it all continues to play out. And the fifth deal is still apparently on the table. Greeny, you are following the Pebble Beach uh, Pro-Am, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am going on this week. Yes, uh, really what I would call the first of the signature events. It's the first where we get those that have qualified, whether it was the top 50 in the FedEx Cup last year, those from the various points list so far and whatnot. Um, so you get a really strong field. You have no cut for four days. The AT&T Pebble Beach has kind of been one of those events that went by the wayside with the celebrities and the amount of time it took across all the different golf courses and six-plus-hour rounds to play. So now they've really streamlined it up, made it a signature event, no cut, uh, changed the Pro-Am so that the Pro-Am actually ends on Saturday. You don't get the celebrity ties up on Sunday. So we'll see how it all plays out. But so far, a pretty good field and some big names at the top of the leaderboard like Justin Thomas. Who is the uh, the best celebrity or two that are uh, that are playing? You know, it's it's always funny. Uh, there's Justin Bateman has played has represented pretty well. He's like an eight handicap. I mean, Bill Murray's always got yeah. a pretty good game. It seems like, and uh, so there's a few that are out there. Some of the former athletes, whether it's baseball players or hockey players, are always somebody to pay attention to. And then, of course, you got the guys that are CEOs and big corporate big wigs that are they're out there playing because they got the money to to jump into that event. So it's it's a nice mix and a match. I'm seeing. So is this accurate, uh, Greeny? Uh, Matsuyama and Buster Posey, Keegan Bradley, Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers is a part of it, Alex Smith, Josh Allen, Larry Fitzgerald. Are all these guys out there uh, this weekend? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, all te- they're all teamed up. And uh, it, like I said, it's been a great event from a celebrity standpoint. It just hasn't been a great field. Yeah. Just because it has taken so long and got, you know, the, the tour players don't like to play six and a half hours rounds unless it's a major championship. Uh, Mark Greenhouse joining us. Greeny, going back to something we've talked about the uh, the previous few weeks, when do uh, we see Tiger Woods again? We're going to see him at his event, the Genesis, coming up in a few weeks. So that's where you're going to see Tiger Woods. It's his event. He's the host. It's uh, a, a tournament that he's never won before. So he's still out there trying to do that. Obviously, I wouldn't list him as a favorite, but I, I definitely think it's one that you want to watch because – it's going to be something that we want to see his progress, right? We've, we've, we've seen him at the Hero. We've seen him play with his son. And we want to see if there's any repercussions from that. Because last time that we saw this comeback, we saw a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And then things just got progressively worse. And that surgery that he had last year is supposed to solve that problem. It's supposed to make it easier for him to walk. Obviously, he's going to be in pain uh, at some point. But if he's able to walk and walk as much as we've seen him do already, that was our promising sign. How does it actually work in a full-blown, and that's another signature event, by the way, but that signature event will have a 36-hole cut and still be 72-hole. 
Mark Greenhouse joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Greeny, uh, some college football news, college sports news, but I guess football news. Uh, the Big Ten and the SEC have formed a joint advisory group of university presidents, chancellors, and ADs to address the significant challenges facing college athletics. This uh, from Heather Dinich on ESPN. Um, does this, uh, are the folks in Clemson right now saying, all right, get on the phone with the Big Ten and SEC. We got to get the hell out of the ACC. Uh, who knows what comes from all this, Greeny, but it is the, the first sign of, I, I don't know, maybe a break off, at least a, uh, a joint partnership with the two biggest conferences right now. I, I think they need to blow the whole thing up. And if this is something that leads to that end, I think that's definitely the way to go. Um, I, I still feel like that you could have four massive conferences and you could keep your regional things in play. Uh, and, you know, you could essentially come out with some kind of a, you know, a southern uh, or a southeast, a northeast, a west and a midwest or something like that champion. And then those four go into a playoff and they play off against each other. I mean, there's a whole different way, bunch of ways that you could do it. And I really felt like that the whole mess during COVID with, games not being played was and and all of the disarray that was the NCAA that they had a perfect opportunity to blow it up or start to blow it up then but man I'm all for it and I'm with you if if Clemson is not has not been on the phone in about the last 12 months trying to figure out a way to slide themselves into this picture then uh, some people need to be replaced one week ahead of the Super Bowl, Greeny. So no football this weekend. Like I said, great college basketball day with Duke, North Carolina, Houston uh, taking on Kansas, Tennessee, Kentucky. We'll, we'll be paying attention to East Carolina and Charlotte. Looks like it's going to be a great crowd there for uh, Charlotte and ECU on Saturday. And uh, and then next Sunday, we'll be, all be uh, eating and watching the Super Bowl. Any early thoughts on Niners and Chiefs, Greeny? Um. I'm still sold on the Niners. They've been my pick, uh, were the pick that I made at the start of the playoffs. They're kind of my pick about two thirds of the way through the season. They just seem to be the, other than that little blip that they had when they had a whole bunch of injuries on the offensive side of the ball, they've been the most consistent team. I, you know, for me, it's just don't make a lot of mistakes and give Patrick Mahomes short fields. Um, if you remember the last time we saw Kansas City and San Francisco play in the Super Bowl, I mean, San Francisco had them dead and buried. Yeah. And next thing you know, I think Kansas City scored like three touchdowns in about three minutes or something ridiculous like that. So, you know, don't give them short field. Don't give them points. Just play your game, you know, run your balanced offense, run the ball, make the passes when you need to, play your solid defense, get, get after Mahomes a little bit, get him out of the pocket, get him disrupted a little bit. I think San Francisco can win this game. I just, Kansas City's kind of been living on the edge where, you know, they've had to do some things and, and had the feel of the games handed to them in pretty much the last half of the season. Greeny, uh, what do you guys have cooked up for Saturday's edition of the Golf Shop Show coming up right here on Pirate Radio? Well, we're going to go a little uh, a little technology with you uh, on, on this weekend's show. We're going to talk to Matt Lawrence of The Wiz which is a uh, like a smartwatch that you can wear that's going to help you with your golf swing. So we'll find out more about that. We've got uh, Michael Perkins from Golf VX. That's a golf simulator. Uh, you know, a lot of companies coming out with simulators, so we'll see what uh, Golf VX has to offer for us. One of our big sponsors, Makefield Putters, they just introduced a, a fang putter at the PGA Merchandise Show a couple weeks ago. And we'll check in with our friends down at Myrtle Beach, as well as Bill Bender of the Sporting News. So lots going on tomorrow morning. 
Good stuff, Greeny. Enjoy the man. Have a good show on Saturday, and we'll reconvene with you next week here on Pirate Radio Live. All right. All right. Clip, you have a great weekend, too. Thanks. Thank you, Greeny. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show. Wow. Got all the guests in, and we have time to take one break and come back and wrap it up. Wrap it up. Here on a Friday. We'll be back with you after these words. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The stock market ended on a high note today as the Dow was up 134 points and closed at 38,654. The Nasdaq was up 267 points at 15,628. The S&P was up 52, closed out the week at 4,958. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors uh, LLC member SIPC. Now back to the show. All right, Shirley Rhodes. See you on Monday. Ahab, great job. A lot of updating the video with guests today. You handled it quite well, I would say. John, always a pleasure being with you, my friend. Yes, sir. Same to you. And uh, all you fine people out there in Radio Land, all our chat gang, hope you all have a great weekend. Kaz, right back at you. Have a nice weekend. We will talk to you peoples Monday, 3 o'clock, all new edition of Pirate Radio Live. For the crew, I'm Clip Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.